Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how everybody wants a water buffalo. My name is Michael Basinger. What are you doing? Stop. With me are Brad Polly, <laughs> Matt Polly. Hey. Together, we are the Inglorious Bastards. Hey, Michael. Hey. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Roll call? <laughs> no. No. No, well, maybe is. This, is this our last episode? Yeah, we, should do, we should do a roll call for our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should fire somebody into the sun. Fire ourselves into yeah. the sun. That's how we end it. Um, I don't know what a fast forward button is. Uh, announcements. Uh, I got two announcements. Uh, oh, people who won the Shane Claiborne books. Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, drum roll. Brian at who Joe? Okay. At H O O J O E. Yeah, that sounds like who Joe. Who <clears throat> Joe? Yeah, it's Cujo's Cujo's cousin. cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. totally. From upstate. <laughs> I uh, love that we were on the same page. On that. <laughs> well, it, how couldn't you be? It's Hujo and Cujo. Those are pretty obvious joke to make. Beth, yeah, but congratulations, congratulations guys. Same time. Your wife Beth was talking about. Uh, Beth Moore earlier. Yeah. And I was thinking, Jeff's sister? <laughs> Beth Moore in the distance. <laughs> my, is the, it's my favorite. So lesser known. Uh, Jeff died, so Beth had to fill in. <laughs> Beth screwed Jeff out of his half. Yeah. Poor Jeff. Oh, uh, Number two. Alex Samuel at... A W Samuel I W U. Oh, A Sam's. <clears throat> oh, A Sam at your call. And third. Good one. Yep. <laughs> Tracy with a Y at Yuki hey! Trey Trey. Old Yuke's Trace. Old Yuki. <laughs> Yuki Trace. Yep, so those those are our winners. Uh, send us your address on Twitter, and we'll send them to you sometime. <laughs> yeah, whenever we get around to it. <laughs> whenever the fuck we feel like yeah. it. <laughs> well, we'll do it. We're good for it. Um, <laughs> also, I was uh, a guest on a podcast. You think we're sending that shit <laughs> overnight? You're out of your mind. We're sending it Pony Express. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're just going to wait until somebody drives your general vicinity, and we're going to send it like with a hand, pony. Hand through the window. Like a pony. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was on. I was on. I was on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, the Sacred Collective podcast. Never heard of them. It will drop. Uh, <laughs> uh, it will drop Thursday at some point. So. Oh, that's, that's, that's the news. It's really so. yeah. it's very, there's it's a teaser. Content. There's a teaser trailer. Just <laughs> type in Sacred Collective podcast. It's Brian. I can't say his last name. Adland. It's Ad, not hard. Adland. There's an extra A in there. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I don't think you go Hadland. It's just Adland. No, Michael does though. <laughs> yeah. He has. I, I do like the spelling of his first name, Brian, with an E. Okay, so. it's great. Nice. Some solid content you're bringing tonight, buddy. He is. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna say they're what. Pretty, they're, I was gonna say what state he's from, but I can't, I can't for the freaking life of me remember. <laughs> Just talked to him two nights ago or a few nights ago. Uh, what's the one? Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the what's the one? What's the one with the M? All I could think of was Montana. I was like, there's another one oh, that's wait, not. Okay. <laughs> all you can think of is Montana. Like, of all the states that start with M, generally that would probably be the last one that most well, people Maine, would think of. There's Minnesota. There's Michigan. There's Massachusetts. I can Mississippi. Know, Mississippi the, I knew it was one of the weird ones. So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
<sighs> He's drunk again. No, I'm not. I'm just tired. I'm drunk on on exhaustion. I've had one sip of bourbon. So here we go. What are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're gonna get through this, we're gonna need some fluid. So hey, hey, what are you drinking now? Yeehaw! Y'all motherfuckers. Alright, um, sounds a little bit better. What are we, what are we doing? We're drinking, Michael. What, what do, do we have in your glass? Noah's something from Matt Benson. Something with an M. Mill? Noah's Mill? Yes, Michael. Noah's, Mon- Noah's Montana. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, Matt, it's Noah's Montana. It's the yeah. nectar of Matt Benson is what it's from. <laughs> this God. is Matt Benson. Ode to Benson. Yeah. Ode to Benson. <clears throat> this is Matt Benson. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, what are you guys drinking? Uh, I'm having Bellmead bourbon from Tennessee. That from Game of Thrones? Nope. Sure isn't. Why, why, why would it be from Game, Game of Thrones? <laughs> Mead just seems like something... Sounds like a Bell Mead. Sounds like Game of Thrones. I love Game how everybody Thronians. was pissed off about the end of Game of Thrones. Like they couldn't. There was no way anybody could not be disappointed. I heard on the radio with today, all the expectations. No, I heard on the people, radio today there are, is a counseling service offering counseling yeah. for pe- fans of Game of Thrones who don't Seriously, know what to do after ten years. If you don't, if you need that, you need to look at your. This life is what happens when like, you start a series before it's complete. Yeah. You, you don't know where it's going, and they still don't know where it's going. I don't start unless I can complete. Oh, God. Got to go all the way. Yep. Double down. Yep. Double rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> so intense. <laughs> you ever heard that song? It is 7 o'clock. <laughs> 7 o'clock. <laughs> Whoa, that's a full rainbow. This is how, this is how I yes, feel right now. We you know what it double is. Double rainbow. Oh my god. Double rainbow. It's a double rainbow. This is exactly how I feel right now. That's great. It's a double rainbow. Can you stop? Oh my god. What does this mean? He's just going to so keep going. Right, so vivid. Double rainbow. Double rainbow. It's so is this a Kanye remix? What does this mean? It's starting to look like a triple rainbow. That's a whole double rainbow all the way across the sky. You can't stop it. You can't fucking stop it. I'm so God tired of doing this. You can't stop him at all. You have no idea. I've gotten to the point where it's literally like. Oh, Christ, it's Tuesday again, isn't it? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, shit. Uh, where are we? What, what, what I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care. I'm drinking the Brooklady from... Um, Brooklady! From uh, Matty B. Matt Benson. From Odu Benson, Esquire. All right. Well... <laughs> Rounds on the Bastards Pub. Uh, if you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash Bastards Podcast. What a mess. Uh, you'll get access to our spinoff podcast, access to the Bastards Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Things discussed in the butt in the, in in the, the butt this week. Things discussed in the butt this week. I said week. bub. Uh-huh. In the bub. I heard butt. Well, the pub in a butt. There's a lot going on in common with that this week. So, uh, number one is it a Diagram Nine's nightmare? Yes, it in is. the pub this week. It is. 
Uh, yep, we got two of them here. Um, and Matt, what are you? Sixteen nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what? It says my Instagram number. number. Oh, um, things discussed discussed in the club this week. Uh, Big Brother Twenty One. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Really, really ready. <laughs> Cricket noise dot wave. Uh, abortion. <laughs> You guys got any jokes about that? No, no, no! I have any jokes God, about Michael. that. Ugh. No, you have jokes about I that. I don't have any. Michael, jokes. I had to literally stop you from using one at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. I had to physically tell you no. How, how did you physically tell me? Well, generally, when you tell somebody, that's a it's physical. physical. I could feel your words on my body. <laughs> you, you you brought that on yourself. Yeah, you did. That's. I feel like that's your fault. <laughs> I just, I just want to go home. I'm not talking about abortion on this. I'm, no, I'm a male. I'm a dude. Yeah, I'm not talking about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have know, my opinions. But I'm, it's, I'm pro-choice. I'm, there. Yeah. I don't know what there else to go. say. I will say nothing else. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Dan Summers being sad about missing church. So, let's discuss in the pub. Every blind squirrel finds a nut. I guess. <laughs> He's done. Been converted. It's. <laughs> Uh, bacon flavored bourbon. Would you try? Stop it. No. Stop it. It wasn't bourbon, was it? I thought it was whiskey. Uh, bourbon. It said bourbon and whiskey. On the, I mean, then stop. Winking motion. Yeah. Wave. If you got to put shit in your whiskey and bourbon to get people to buy it, your whiskey yeah. sucks. Stop. Agreed. Just if you want to make a bacon old fashioned or something, fine. It's a twist on a cocktail, okay. or whatever. But like, still, straight. Just give me. I want whiskey. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Pub's been pretty quiet otherwise. No, no, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> really, really hasn't. All right. Show us your... Sh- do, let's do your thing. What? Yeah, oh, well, hold on. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here, where, where's the button? <laughs> wow. Boy, he... Uh, <laughs> you really aren't here, are you? No. <clears throat> I'm uh, like Gary Busey, and I'm everywhere. This is meditating with Gary Busey. I'm not that far from dragging out of the car and beating you into dust. <laughs> um, I think it would be an honor and a privilege to be a bird in Malibu. <laughs> this is con- this concludes meditating with Gary Busey. <laughs> That's you know, <laughs> so, honor and a privilege. Sit and meditate on that. Yeah, just chew on that for a while. An honor and a privilege. <laughs> He's probably not wrong. It sounds like no, a lovely I'm sure place. Malibu is probably nice this time of year. Pr- I mean, probably got some for real some reaction there. Yeah. <laughs> probably got some, some choice seed up in that joint. <laughs> wow. A choice seed. <laughs> what are we doing? Can we can uh, go home? I'm mad. Can, can you, you guys do the episode without me tonight? <laughs> I have nothing on this segment before you even begin. Oop, wrong one. No, that's not the right <laughs> You're listening to Look on the Bright Side with Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Pollan. Always look on the light side of life. I'm an ideas man, Michael. I think I've proved that with Mountain. What? Why? That's what brings me joy this week. Fuck Mountain. Well, I'm officially retiring this segment. That's it's about where I figured it would end up. We retire all the segments, please. Uh, 
my god michael what you got um i think we should do an uh, episode where we just it's audio of two hours of just a tree growing <laughs> <laughs> we should just you should just no one of these weeks we're gonna download a YouTube video of like nature sounds. <laughs> it's gonna be two hours of just nature sounds. It's gonna be you at the beginning that says meditate to this fuckers and then it's just nature sounds for two hours and then pulling out at the end and that's it. <laughs> you play the intro music and yeah, everything. Yeah. 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 Um, you could even do like the you could even do the bump all the bumpers. God, I can't tell you how just, much. Just keep I playing the it would bring music. me so much joy to know that somebody fast forwarded do that. Keep waiting yes, for it. Yeah. It really to hear would. what we are going to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, we'll do that on April uh, Fools or not. We'll do it next week. Who knows? <laughs> we, we we got some blank space in June. We'll yeah. <laughs> we'll do it in June. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I don't know if you guys have listened to the latest episode, but uh, we, there's pretty, something wrong with pretty, the audio. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> okay. It's the best what episode are we doing? yet. What are we doing? Uh, I don't Good know. Good stuff. Fat. Yeah. What's what's going on with your... Oh, I, I don't know. I, I had something this afternoon. I forgot what it was. Life is fine. It's fine. I, try I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't have anything specific, <clears throat> really. Okay. <laughs> you got anything? Yeah, I got a job. Yeah, that's mine too. Not yeah. a job. It should be. Yeah. Yeah, I got a new job starting June fifth. <laughs> it's. That's, I'm not going to dispute it. I mean, I. I'm not disputing any of it. So. <laughs> Can you hear the choir doing the Hallelujah chorus? Oh man. Uh, so you got a job? It's me right now. Oh gosh! Wow. Jerking off, <laughs> and I got a side hustle too. So, so uh, are you gonna talk about your job, or uh, I'm going back to the factory, back to making the factory. peaches, way more money than I'm making now, and making when I left the factory. So, yeah. doing uh, a maintenance technician on one of the lines. The downside is you'll have to work more than thirty hours, though. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, just get them in. I mean, that's fine because it's about over. So go ahead and get them in. What's about over? Oh no, we'll we'll keep dragging you about the job long after you've left. Don't worry. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> no, uh, I'm uh, actually excited about the side hustle, though. You're not excited about the job? No, I am. But the side hustle is more like leaning towards an actual. Oh, I could do this the rest of my life thing. Oh, yeah. Porn. Yeah, it's porn, Michael. There, can we just move on now? Is it? Uh, God, is it? It's porn, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> I like how you you were. Uh, what do you saw? Lip to the words. What is the, Did I did I lip mouth, do, you do mouth, the butt? Yeah. You do that. You mouth. Do I really? Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed I'm, it. I've never noticed. I've been it. nice it's enough great. to not say anything, but now <laughs> that's that the he's first time it. I've ever noticed it. Yeah, you do. I, I looked <clears> up and I saw you say "do it in the butt" the same time that the audio came. <laughs> that's back. I did. <laughs> I had no idea. I did mouth you the words. really do. <laughs> do it in the butt. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh. Sasquatch porn, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, really glad we stuck around for that. <laughs> I think like, you just, you know, here's what happens. It's the no, most no, quick. Here's thing. what happens. I'm a little is he dulled just, out. Is he, God. 
He just puts he just puts words together <laughs> and just to just to just to initiate a hashtag. You are That's somehow, all you do. You are somehow more out of it tonight than when you were on Vicodin and alcohol. Yeah, that, I'm, uh, man, like I'm just high on life. You man, I'm a list out. Just gone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do you, you look like you just ate like three extra size value like meals at McDonald's. <laughs> Right now, value like, meals like that's what you look like. You look like you're just you look like got shot in the ass with a sedative dart. Now I feel like I <laughs> smoked a bowl, man. Uh, do you know what Sasquatch porn sounds like? Oh God! Why are you here? Oh yeah, I, I don't understand. What do you want? What? <laughs> we haven't drug that out in a while. <laughs> Sasquatch Pizza Boy. Uh, boy. Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. I got it. Uh, <laughs> we finally got around to it. Are we doing fat bastards? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. We've got more Japanese stuff. <laughs> Let's do the Christmas one. Why not? Uh okay, we've got we got more puff snacks. God. It's just this, this one tastes like corn. It just smells like like that, a puff snack. Like that one in the bag looks like tater tots. <laughs> So here's, I have no idea based on the picture on no. the wrapper. Uh, I'm going to guess that it's got l- soccer. It tastes like soccer. <laughs> good. Mm. That's really good, but I have no idea what that is. No clue. Caramel? Candy corn? No. Mm. A little bit. It almost tastes like caramel popcorn. It does popcorn have a, a bit of bit. a caramel corn. Like caramel popcorn a little bit? Yeah. That's pretty good. I give that like a three, man. Yeah, I'm I'll sure. give that. I like uh, those. I'll give it a three. Yeah, no, I'll give it a four. Three point five. Hey, wait, no I'll more puffs. Apparently, that's the only snack available in Japan besides used pans. Smell- <laughs> These smell delicious. They smell like curry. Good. You're just gonna let that go. It was great. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I said it's the only snack in Japan besides used pans. Oh my god! Ew! Ew! What's your problem? This wouldn't taste Dude. like frog. No. Mmm. It's curry. Oh, my God. Dude. Those are pretty good. I'm giving that a five. I could Ooh. eat a mountain of those. Those are strong, but, man, those Dude, are they're good. amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's got the texture of a cheese ball, mm-hmm. it, but it, it tastes like, like curry. It looks like a tater dot. It's like pickled curry. You got oh. a little bit of pickle. Yeah, there is a little bit of pickle in that. You're right. Yeah, I don't get that. Let's get curry, but it's freaking amazing. Mm. I'll give those like a four and a half, man. Those are good. Oh, these oh aren't puffs? Oh, God. Dude, those are cur- Oh my god, that's easily a five. The hell What's are the, these? Is this a new one? Uh, yeah, it's like a strawberry candy. I, I some sort of candy. It's like strawberry covered raisins. Is what it looks like. Strawberry covered bird testicles. I mean, it tastes like uh, what's the the pink uh, uh, not count chocula, Frankenberry. Is that Frankenberry? Yeah. A little bit. That's what it tastes like. But I don't know what that is inside of that little candy shell though. It's probably a puff. I really think it is. It is. Like a small- Fucking everything's a puff, man. Japan, big on puffs, it Ugh. turns out. I wonder if they're like Puff Daddy. I'll give those like a three. They're fine. There's not a whole lot to them. They're pretty good, though. I'd eat a bag yeah, of them. Fine. What's your favorite Puff Daddy song? All about the Benjamins. 
<laughs> it's got a 50 pound bag of oof for the mutts. <laughs> <laughs> He's stacking chips <clears throat> like Hebrews. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Definitely yeah. not racist. No. Um, oh, shit. I got to. Well, we're not recording. No, we're recording. No, I just because um, I'd hate to miss out on all of this. I'm I'm <laughs> ill prepared for the next segment, so let's uh, let's go into it. We'll we'll do it. We have a second. Oh, new feed. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the new feed. All right, so we got one from Stephanie Rice, hey. emo correspondent Stephanie Rice. What my man was eating these curry puffs. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Uh this He's is from Goddamn Brad. Have some self respect. This is from NPR.org. Why have self respect? <laughs> Go ahead. Have you heard the last hundred and seventy well, I know, episodes we, of this? Yeah, yeah, We're gonna point. start having respect now. <laughs> that's going on Instagram. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um okay. From NPR.org. <laughs> Did you eat all of those? <laughs> How many did you put in your mouth? One, two, three, You're four, counting with your mouth. Five. You're right physically there. counting with your mouth. How many, pool, How many pool balls can you fit in there? Oh, one more. I hope, God, you're going to choke. I'm going to have to give him the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> I can't wait till he gets all chewed up and then it puffs out. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, this is from uh, NPR.org. Uh, the article's called, Do You Love Lying in Bed? Get Paid by NASA to Do It for Space Research. Yeah, but that's not as fun as you think Mm-mm. it is. Um, I think I feel like we've had a story similar to this at some point down the road. If you ever want to get uh, down the road or up, or up the road? Back, 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 down, back down the road? Back there? Back, yeah, back there. Way back there? <laughs> back when this used to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this ah, fun? the glory days. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, uh, if you ever wanted to get paid to lie down, rim shot. Boy, so many jokes you can make uh, on that. Uh, this is a job for you. NASA, uh, the European Space Agency, and the hey, Michael, German Michael. Aerospace Center are offering $8,500 for people to lie in bed for two months. Michael, what? did your mom apply? Wow. Well, hmm. I just don't even... Hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I knew it was going to no, go. God, you did it. So you did this. I, I knew what he was going to do when you said it. She's the only one I thought you got rid of this. No, you yeah, know he's not going to get, get rid of it. I didn't actually get rid of it. You turn this right. So you play this. I make one joke about your mom when you consistently make them about ours. Well, your mother's a, a treat and delight. Stop. Just move on. I regret everything. <laughs> anyway, and space I do station. Mean everything. Uh, the anyway, so you can lay in bed for for two months for that sounds eighteen thousand five hundred bucks. Nope. You gotta go to Germany. Um, well, that'd be all right. Well, beer. Yeah, but you're getting bed. <laughs> it's to better. For two months. It's to better understand um, weightlessness and how the body adapts to it. Um, I mean, don't they have people, people in space for that? Like, oh, it's got to be female, so you're not even eligible. I wasn't going to apply. Between so. 24 and 55. Also, you double out because you're like, what, 60? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael, I'm 60. I don't know why. That's so funny to me. Uh, artificial. <laughs> Sorry. Why is anything funny to you? I don't know. Who knows? Why? I'd. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, basically, it comes just shy of $13 an hour. So, not great. Mm, no. No. You can get a f- pretty good factory job for about at yeah, least three know. or four more I mean, dollars 13, an hour. I mean, it's 24 hours a day for... So, you're getting paid $13 an hour? It's $18,000, they said, total for two months. That's a yeah. pretty decent haul. But you have to lay months. in fucking Well, I know, bed. but I'm, I'm just sure saying. Counting, like, I'm sure they're counting months. every hour. Every hour you're in bed. You, yeah, which is every hour. Yeah. Like, I you mean, don't, I don't think you get up, do you? Like, no. even to go to the bathroom? No, I'm guessing no. it's a catheter situation Ooh. or something. Oh, that man. sounds like a good time. Eighteen is not enough for that shit. Yeah. Um, but I, pe- a lot I, of people I, are intrigued because it will. No, you would. You'd be fucking miserable. God. A lot of people are intrigued because the idea of contributing to advanced knowledge that helps uh, us to really have humans live and work in space for extended periods of time. So, if you want to help the... Well, since we're destroying the planet, that's probably not a bad idea. I mean, does that make you a technical astronaut? <laughs> yeah, maybe it does. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, much the same way me going to space camp makes me an astronaut. <laughs> Technically. You crashed the space shuttle. Yeah, I did. Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was the commander. Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't do well. Boys, there are some metaphors that are just too good, aren't they? I mean, really—that was before any. I'm the commander. Crash before any leadership (laughs) position I had, I was chosen as the commander. Yeah, one of those stories that echoes. It's like God just handing it to you. I'm a real leader. (laughs) It's like God just going, "Here, I made this one easy for you to understand." (laughs) Just work in an office complex the rest of your life. Um, anyway, uh, you gotta lie in bed with your he- their head tilted slightly downward. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, God, that'd be a nightmare for two months, man. I don't Roughly know how you survive it. Six I mean, that degrees just, below horizontal, which um, is which doesn't sound like much, yes. and it's not. But man, for two months of that shit, that's yeah, no way. And apparently, they're gonna test countermeasures on you. What, like, I don't know. Tasers and flares and shit? I don't know. Like, Probably different angles. Different shooting positions. in the nutsack with a phaser. Like a grappling hook. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. Some caltrops, maybe? I don't know. Uh, if you're, if you're uh, hoping to get some exercise <laughs> on the job. Did you miss my caltrop? Um, caltrop. From Archer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> AreaDenialWeapons.com. Area jumping in bed and cycling in bed and other contraptions that can be mounted to the beds. Hmm. Kinky. So like, you can at least do some exercise or whatever. I, I guess, mean, I, man. But after they're done with the set, Pornhub's going to come in and just take over. <laughs> Probably, yeah. They just farm it out to them. Space porn. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks. Again to blow a load on your face. Yeah. Wow. Mm, wow. Right. Uh. Hookers turned gay man straight with anointed cake, Dallas Evangelist says. <laughs> From I have a number of questions. Let me, let me get through this. Right. You'll, you'll still have the questions, trust okay. me. Uh, this guy's just, just fucking batshit. Evangelicalism in this country cannot die quick enough. It can't. It's just nuts. It's, it's just gone batshit insane. It's going to completely wither to no, almost nothing. Yeah. We're about two generations away, so just hold on. Yeah. But this is just batshit nuts. Uh, From DallasNews.com. News next door. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Where Jerry Jones gets his news. A A Dallas evangelist told his followers that an anointed cake baked by hookers turned a gay man straight. Wait, so now we're pro-hooker? The evangelist, I guess. uh, Lance Wallnow bills himself as a... Wallnow! (laughs) Wallnow! 
Oh, well, yeah. now, actually. You're going to be surprised to know that this guy is uh, a a sack of mayonnaise and a button-up shirt. Uh, just gonna, he just uh, uh, mashed potatoes. Yep. He's human mashed potatoes. He is human mashed potatoes. Um, <clears throat> what color is his hair? Is it gray? It, no, it's definitely bl- like a dirty blonde. Uh, uh, like butter. Mashed potatoes and butter. So uh, the evangelist bills himself as a Christian consultant whose website says he helped get President Trump elected with his book, God's Chaos Candidate. Hold on. Oh, God's. cool. No, don't look it up. Chaos. Uh, well, oh, now, you get a free download. Wall now has made a career what is this, out Steve of... Steve Austin? Hey, will you shut the fuck up so I can do this? That was a good Steve Austin joke. Wall now has made a career out of his pronouncements, which have earned him more than 200,000 followers on Facebook. Good Jesus. One of Wallnow's most recent claims came about when he live-streamed a video on Periscope in which he asked viewers for their prayer requests. One person asked for deliverance for her homosexual son. That's when when Wallnow launched into a rambling story. He said he heard, so absolute bullshit. I heard it through the great This is 100% bullshit. Let's go ahead and and follow the uh, rabbit hole. Well, he definitely likes Trump things. That's all Trump says. I heard. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I heard that. Uh, uh, That he heard involving baking skills that helped deliver a gay and very adamantly anti-Christian bar owner. This is crazy, he said. Now, I'm not saying this is going to work for you, but some hookers in this bar got saved. First, a regular uh, at the bar supposedly saved the prostitutes. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he I'll did. Bet he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, with fat cash, I'm uh-huh. guessing. Uh, wow. Later, they whipped up a cake, which the reformed prostitutes prayed over. This is this is as big a bullshit story or what, worse than a, than the say what kind of cake it was than the, than the col- yeah it's an anointed cake uh, the uh, then the the col- the atheist professor that dropped oh the yeah. yeah oh that, yeah sounds a little yeah. salty to me yeah um oh so uh, it was an anointed cake and they made the cake and gave the cake as a gift I know this is strange it's also bullshit the bar owner took a bite and then boom the power of God hit him Walnow said. Things escalated very quickly from there. The regular at the bar who shepherded the domino effect of conversions led the bar owner to the Lord and baptized him. When he gets baptized, the guy gets delivered and the spirit that was working him got broken off. That's how it works. Uh, Wall now said insinuating that the bar owner was no longer gay. I'm Hmm. telling you, it's a story. Yeah. It's a bullshit story. It's a story. bullshit story. It's a story, but it's a bullshit story. It is, he's like a oh, parable like Jesus. In, so I once heard of a man who was working at a so, bar, and there were two can, women of the night. So obviously people have jumped all over this and cried bullshit and everything else. So oh. can, can you guess his response to that? Persecution. Well, <laughs> liberals are crazy, he yep, said. There you go. They will look for any dangling participle of political impropriety and then fasten upon it with the zeal of an anaconda and then begin to squeeze the life out of you. My anaconda. We, one can none. only hope. Yeah. Seriously, I hope they squeeze him to death. Jeez. I got salty cake for me. So, yeah. You're just going to ride that salty cake train, aren't you, buddy? Boy, you are really yep. going after that hard, aren't you, bud? That is what she said. No. <laughs> no God. It isn't, Michael. Yeah. A uh, man arrives in answer- Amsterdam only to find out his Airbnb is actually a shipping container. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Not if you're that guy. Recently, a man, shit, named, it's a, cardboard a man named Ben Speller was planning a trip to Didn't Amsterdam. Uh, Speller? It says, all it says is clean home in Amsterdam with private bathroom. That's the listing on, uh, on Airbnb. 
Uh, while scrolling through the website, he found an option that suited his needs and budget. Without hesitating, he booked a clean apartment. It's a slop With basket. a private bathroom, which cost him 100 euros. Uh, I'm going to do this in my house. No, 100, it was 100 pounds. Box and a to his surprise, when he arrived, this is what he found. It's literally just on the side of the fucking oh my street. God. <laughs> a shipping container. Where's like, the on the side of the road. Where's the mailbox, man? <laughs> Uh, in an interview, oh shit! In an interview with the Dutch news website, Ben said we had already driven past the container three times in the taxi trying to find the place. We thought this can't be it, but when uh, we got out, it turned out it was true. We opened the door and looked inside, locked the door, and left. Then went to a hotel. There's the bathroom. Oh, let me see it. Let me see it. What a shitter! Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Nice. It really is a slop bucket. So he didn't stay there long. Moments after seeing his Airbnb, he went to a hotel, which cost him an extra two hundred and thirty pounds. I'd say it's probably worth it. Uh, Jesus Christ! I would have left. Uh, I would have left two hundred and thirty pounds in the toilet. Uh, luckily, Airbnb uh, gave him a refund oh, yeah, sure as well did. as compensated the hotel fee. Oh, nice! Oh. Uh, a spokesman said, uh, "We've removed the host and listings from our platform. <laughs> Multiple listings. Misrep- misrepresent. Look at the inside. <laughs> Look at the shit." Little shed. There's just mattresses. Literally three on mattresses the on the floor, and that's it. Oh my it's, god. <laughs> the uh, I wonder if anybody is actually like legitimately stayed. I got there. an idea. We should start a website called Homeless Airbnb, where you get to live like a homeless person, designated spot on the street. They have a show like that already. It's Do called uh, Tiny Houses. No. Um. So yeah, that's uh. No, the the shipping cool. container has since been removed. Well, thank God. I can't believe that, like they just let it sit there. Like okay. you would think you'd have to have permits or something. I would assume put that shit there. God, I kind of like that. I mean, a plus for ingenuity. I, I guess, man. I whatever. Uh, product update. Oh yes. Uh, remember the mayo chip? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It has an unfortunate translation in Cree. Oh uh, yes. Cree. It's Cree. Very excited right now. Um, I think a Cana- indigenous Canadian language. Oh, maybe. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. Um, after after a run in the U.S., uh, Kraft Heinz introduced mayo chup, a combination of mayonnaise and ketchup makes a single you bottle. you definitely can't do that yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't own a spoon? <laughs> to Canadian consumers earlier this month, the name seems pretty logical, though some would argue ketchup would be better. I agree. Yeah, uh, I agree. Mayo chips mm-hmm. dumb. Ketchinase makes is. way more sense. Ketchinase, what you're sitting on top of the world. Ketchinase. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's on Vicodin again. Uh, I think it's just what he was like I on Vicodin. Wish. But in certain Cree dialects, it comes off as less than appealing. To some, mayo chip can translate to shit-faced or well. shit is on my face. <laughs> <laughs> originally tweeted by C- CBC radio You're host. eating vigorously enough, I suppose. Originally tweeted by CBC radio host Wabgashig Rice, Grand Chief, Grand Chief Jonathan Solomon of the Mushkigawuk Council. Let's go with that. In Northern Ontario, first pointed out the translation mishap. You, you literally went full Michael on Dude, that. Yeah. you want to look at this word? There's not any vowels in it. Dude, look at him. What the fuck what is, is fucking wrong I'm with you? Are you ser- dude, are I, you on mushrooms? I swear I've not done anything yet. <laughs> it's like a different realm he's, he's in, man. Just, like absolutely I gone. went home, I <laughs> laid down for a little bit, just rested. This is I feel good, man. We the Cree people are laughing about it because of what it means in our language, he told the National Post they're on your side in an email. It's kind of funny when you think about it. If I ate it and have some on my face, then I am 
Mayo Chup Shitface. Arden, uh, Arden Og, the director of the Cree Literacy Network. This character from Harry Potter also. I think it is, yeah. Uh, so the translation can vary in, in every dialect, but mayo has a strong resemblance to the Creole word mayi, which means excrement. Certainly the first part refers to excrement or feces all across the Cree language continuum, which is going to get uproarious laughter. So there you go. Mayo chup means shit on your face. All right. Um, hey, well, I, can, before you go to your next one, uh, do you guys remember? Uh, I don't know no. if we talked about this or not. Nope. The, the just ch- say, no, it's like mom. Just say yes. Yes. The Chilito. From Taco Bell? No, I don't remember that. Uh, it was the original name for the chili cheese burrito. <laughs> it was great. They called it a chili dough. It means little penis. It means what? Little penis. In what? Spanish? In Spanish. Like it's a, it's a, it's a little pepper. <laughs> it's also slang for a little penis. Taco Bell had that shit everywhere. That's why it's called a chili cheese burrito now instead of a chilito. They had to have known, right? They, no, somebody, they had no idea. They had to fucking. It was known. like the eighties or the nineties. Nobody, was, they didn't have Google back then. That's a good point. <laughs> or apparently, any Hispanic people working, <laughs> working for at them. Taco Bell. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, Taco Bell's as Hispanic as I am. So Chilito. I love the Chilito. <clears throat> I fucking good. love Taco Chilito Bell. Chilito was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there it is. He ended it for all time. That's good. Glad we glad it finished there. <laughs> By the way, I've got, my, Mandy is on the, uh, that was my nickname in high school train now. Oh, great. <laughs> she just like heads me off at this point. She's just like, oh, was that your nickname in high school? Like before I can even say it. Like, yeah, just stop ruining it. <sighs> All right. Uh, from Newsweek, Ohio school closed after enriched uranium discovered inside. Oh, shit. What? Yikes. Dude. Is that like Iron Kid's bread, enriched with the vitamins? Yeah, and you glow after you eat it. <laughs> God, he is—he's a mess. Like I'm on fire, man. <laughs> in Ohio I've school, never heard a not stoned person sound stoned. as stoned as he I, does. He sounds like now. fucking Jim Brewer. There is no way you are not on edibles right well, now. I swear, I swear, I swear. Okay. Like the moon. An Ohio school has been forced to close for the remainder of the academic year after enriched uranium oh. was discovered inside. Neptunium 237, a byproduct of nuclear reaction. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Was that, sh- was that a ship on Star Trek? Yeah, the yeah. Neptunium. The Neptunium, yeah. It was destroyed by the Klingons. <laughs> My go-to sex move. Neptunian. <laughs> <laughs> My go-to sex move is the Klingon. <laughs> the Vulcan death grip also is another fave. <laughs> the Neptunium. The, the Neptunium only works in proximity to Uranus. <laughs> it's like a satellite. The moon of Uranus. Yeah, that's the first thing you do is you circle Uranus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
You have to use one of those egg-laying dildos called the Glorp. <laughs> I feel like the Glorp should have like ooze in it or some some it sort does. of green. Does it? Yeah, totally when you're does. done, is it reusable? You got to make your own batch every it's, time. It's dishwasher safe. <laughs> make your own batch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a grow your own sex egg. Kit. They, they sell oh. they sell the the kits at Walgreens. I hope. It's like what's the shit you used to put the uh, the things you used to put in the oven that would grow as you. Put it, oh, those shrinky dinks. It's the opposite of a shrinky dink. That was your nickname. The shower's cold, guys. I swear. It's where I just uh, got out of the pool. <laughs> oh God! Got a lot of mileage out of Neptunium yeah. there. Uh, it's a byproduct of nuclear reaction and plutonium production. Was also detected inside Zahn's Corner Middle School in the town of Piketon, about eighty miles east of Cincinnati. Both substances are radioactive, and extended exposure can, to them can cause cancer. Did they say how that got there? Um, I'm a little curious about I don't, that. Yeah, the middle school serves about 320 students. Officials have been working to determine the source of the contamination and establish its extent. They have not ruled out a longer school closure. Pretty sure it was Doc Brown. <laughs> Skioto oh, Valley. No! Valley local school district superintendent me. Todd Burkett. There, it's on your side. <laughs> didn't didn't touch it. <laughs> Burkett. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. Uh, made the decision to close the school on Monday. Even the last couple of hours have been very hectic. There's just not a playbook on how we deal with this. We're kind of writing the script as we go. Kids' skin were falling off their bodies. <laughs> yeah, say. Everybody's melting like Nazis. First thing we're going to give out is free chemo to everyone. Yeah. Jeez. Um, There's going to be so many fucking lawsuits. Oh, my oh God. yeah. Forever. Because kids have basically been exposed for God knows how long. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Uh, the source of the enriched uranium remains unclear. According to the WLWT, news in Cincinnati where uranium is produced, some local residents suggest that the nearby Portsmouth gaseous <laughs> diffusion plant, that was my nickname in high school too, located two miles from the school. That's my second best sex move. The gaseous diffusion plant. Also circles Uranus. <laughs> you have to use, it's really good if you use it in tandem with the Neptunium. The, the, the the Neptunium. Yeah. Now, where do you put the Glorp? <laughs> it's, a, it's a choose your own orifice. Okay. Move. <laughs> you have any recommendations? <laughs> uh, located two miles from school might be responsible. Uh, the facility... Per- uh, previously produced enriched uranium, including weapons-grade uranium, uh, for the United States Atomic Energy Program. Yeah, but how does it um, end up in the school? I don't understand. I don't know. It just grew naturally. God, that no is idea. bizarre. Um, yeah, it, yeah, that's that's pretty much the whole story. But yeah, they're, <laughs> that's that's not uh, that's not great yep. <laughs> for your kids. <laughs> not great for your kids. Nope. You got anything else? Nope. All right, product update. Uh, Coca-Cola enters the dark art of mixology. So Coca-Cola is um, came up with a bunch of different like Coke uh, signature mixers, and um, it looks. I mean, it's interesting. Like, uh, wait, is it interesting or Michael interesting? I mean, I'd like to try some smoky Coke. 
Would you like to try Smoky K? Yeah. So, so they're, they're, they have four. The first start. The first four are Smoky, Spicy, Herbal, and Woody. Weren't they the Spice Girls? No, the Spice Girls. I don't names? think any of those sound good. No. You wouldn't try some Woody Coca. I mean, I try them, but they don't sound particularly. Well, you're not good. just going to drink it like a can of Coke. It's to mix with like alcohol. I mean, I don't. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Well, yeah. if we can get our hands on them, we'll they make had some, uh, some, some cocktail nights. Because yeah, those go well. Specific. Let's make sure, uh, let's make sure Brandon or Steve are here too. Some mixologists created them. I don't know. So yeah, different mixologists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, next. All right. Or professional alcoholics is what they're I think it's only in the in the UK. Yeah. So somebody send it to us. <laughs> Looking um, at you. UK folks. Yes. There's a few of you. <clears throat> All right. Um, okay, hold on. Ugh. Let me get ready for this. No, please uh, don't do yeah. what I think you're going to do. <laughs> Florida man, Florida man. Whatever a Florida man does. Stuffing meth up his ass. No drug screen would he ever pass. Look out! Here comes Florida man. <laughs> God, that's um, just really something. <laughs> something. Winter Haven, Florida. Central Florida man is accused of hiding his legless fugitive girlfriend uh, by stuffing her into a plastic storage container. Wh- Wait. Boy, what? Wh- There's a lot happening there. She's alive. She's alive. This hold isn't on, a murder hold story. Hold on. G- can you read you that know. again? Florida man hid his legless fugitive girlfriend in a plastic tote. 48-year-old John I mean, Robert Carr Jr. Like, <laughs> they always have three names. John Robert Carr Jr. <laughs> he uh, was charged with a resisting arrest. Um, he attempted to hide uh, 39-year-old Crystal uh, with an E at the end. No, oh, Crystal. Mm. Crystal? Uh, Lee Anderson from U.S. Marshals. And he was literally a- popping Crystal. So she was hiding from the... <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Hiding from the... That's uh, really good. From not only the Polk County Sheriff's deputies, but also <laughs> the see, U.S. Marshals. Like, like sex is what I was trying to... Yeah, I got it. <laughs> he didn't mouth the words that time. I thought I almost thought <laughs> I did. My butt. Um, so the U.S. Marshals were involved in this, which is just phenomenal. Well, it happens when you hide half a person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just don't even. God damn it. Uh, Anderson was wanted for oh failing to God. appear in. God damn it, Matt. Uh, <laughs> in, in court on charges for false imprisonment related to a 2015 incident when she allegedly held people hostage at a Burger King with a BB gun. <laughs> We need to move on. Who the fuck it, is wait, this wait, 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 wait. We, no, we so, need to move on wait, wait, now. No, no, no. So, we need to move on right now, or I'm going to start making jokes. We need to move on right now. All right. I, this is this is cue the story. Without the half person on the skateboard that steady, leaned on you to stop. touch your leg to no, steady itself. <laughs> She's a whole person. She doesn't have any legs. So... Okay. The 2000, so the 2000, <laughs> can I mute you for a minute? The 2015 incident uh, where she held people hostage in Burger King with a BB gun, it ended in shooting, in the shooting with the police, and that's where she lost both of her legs at Burger King, holding them up. 
The police shot her legs out, man. I can't what? even make that up. How many times do you shoot a leg before like they have to cut it off? Both of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, did they use machine guns? Did she, did they shoot her once and she just got back up and she just had to keep shooting her in the leg and she kept getting up and falling back down? We just need to, struggling. We, we need to move on like right now because if we don't, if we don't, this is going to be the end of the podcast because no one's going to be listening anymore. It's absolutely the best rest of development reference we've ever had. Yes. Authorities received a tip that Anderson was with Carr. It's like the circus. It's like the carnival. Like the carnival. Uh, he denied Anderson was there, but Dutch the officer... Like to steady himself. So, so Carr... Carr denied that Anderson was there, but the officer had spotted Carr placing the now four-foot woman... Uh, <laughs> She surrendered without oh. incident. We've got to stop. Well, she was stuffed in a plastic container. What's she going to do? I give up. I give up. Me give up. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Did it really say the now four foot? Yes. I swear. The now four foot tall woman. <laughs> Please move on. All right. This next one is my favorite. Oh, this is this is a little bit longer stand one. Stand up, put your hands behind your head. I said, stand up. Everybody hates Matt. Oh, all right. All right. Don't, this, don't blame me. I honestly, you brought the fucking story. I honestly feel like this one's even better. Oh God. So this is a, this is a, this is a, is a long burner, but, uh, this is an article from Reddit, um, or a post from Reddit. Can we, um, can we pause for a minute so I can recover? All right. Well, <laughs> no, keep going. No, we gotta keep going. We gotta keep going. All right. So, uh. trying to decide, decide if I should read this first line or not. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I think you just go ahead and do it. Right. I think we've, all let's right. face it, we're on the downslope of <laughs> this podcast. I think, anyway, so. hey, I think at this right. point, who gives a shit? We burn all right, here bridge. it is. Go ahead. Let me preface this by saying I did not fuck my dad. Uh, <laughs> I, think the, I think the rule is three pumps, right? Kidding. Anyways. What, whoa, 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 whoa. what the fuck is happening right now? What are you reading? Getting a post from, from Reddit. Um, so I'll start by saying I was I am in a very religious family, uh, or at least my parents are, and they believe that nobody should have sex until marriage. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I do not believe that. Um, my parents immigrated to Canada when I was very young, uh, so we grew up very different. Um so I was the first daughter in a family to go to college. It's not necessarily a huge accomplishment, but for my family it is, as females generally do not attend school, rarely even high school where I'm from. So I go to college, and it's not like I'm racking up the kills, uh, but I did experiment a little and I was, as I was very shy growing up. I also learned that I'm supposed to shave my pubic hair, question mark. Um, I did, there's a question mark in there. 
Like, uh, I, I was. I, I didn't know if that was an add-on. No, I didn't add it on. Uh, I never was comfortable talking about sex with my friends growing up, uh, so it was new to me. Uh, the guy actually didn't make a big deal of it. Uh, what my close friend referred to as a bush, uh, but it acted, but acted surprised. So I ended up. Uh, so we ended up talking about it. Anyways, I started shaving my pubes. No big deal. Um, I continue to be somewhat promiscuous and uh, a one night stand turned into getting me herpes. Um, Yes. Uh, Awful, awful, but the medication I take now really suppresses really, really suppresses my symptoms and makes it uh, unlikely to pass to others. Um, so let's skip to me coming home for Christmas during my third year at school. A boy I had had a crush on in high school and was going to a party that uh, I was going to be at. Uh, I was given somewhat late notice and only had a couple hours to get ready. I figured, uh, who knows what's going to happen. I might as well give all my areas a good touch up. Um, I, I realize I don't have any razors at home, so I use a disposable uh, one of my father's. Fuck, I'm I'm rushing and I cut myself a little. I go to the power the the party. We don't hook up. No big deal. A couple months go by and I get a Skype oh, call from my no. mom. My mom refuses to get an iPhone, um, so it's on Skype. She's hysterically crying and uh, says she's moving back to our home country. My parents are getting a divorce. I have oh, no idea what no. happens, but she gets an, another in, in, interrupted call and she says she'll call me back. My parents have been together. Uh, since they were both 18 and I'm freaking out. So I FaceTimed my dad. He answers and his face was covered in a rash. Oh, He's telling no. me that he has herpes. He the razor. Says he has herpes and he never cheated and he has no idea how it happened. Oh um, my God. So we talk for a while and I'm confused and mad and don't know what to believe. It takes me a two full, two full weeks for me to realize that it could have been me. By this time, my mom has flown home to stay with her sister. I start Googling things and realize that this is a possibility and that the herpes that could have been dormant uh, uh, so he didn't have symptoms instantly. Um, The dilemma, there's a lot of moving parts to this. My parents do not think I'm sexually active and would be a disappointment to admit this, let alone say I have herpes. Uh, Maybe my dad did cheat. I don't know. Um, Okay. Uh, He didn't cheat. Uh, fuck, I have to tell them. Long story short, I tell them my mom moves back and I didn't entirely ruin my family. Uh, it took a lot more work than it than this makes it seem, but that's how I gave my dad herpes. Well, boy, I uh, I got nothing. That was, uh, it was quite a journey. Why didn't you throw the razor away after you use it? Like, if you're going to shave your junk, throw the fucking razor away. Like, oh why? Do, Especially if you cut yourself. But no, you shaved your junk... Why would With you not herpes? throw the razor away? I don't care if you have or it don't have anything. Her razor. Throw the fucking razor well, away. Well, she didn't want anybody. To, her dad didn't know she was using the razor. It's a disposable razor. Bury it in the trash. Oh my god! Wow, yeah. boy, that's uh, that was uh, that was quite a quite that, was, a, that was, was an onion. It was quite a journey. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you You're for welcome. taking us on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's uh, Reddit.com. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> all your herpes stories needs. Yeah, where herpes and racism so, come together. Racism. Oh, on on Reddit. On Reddit. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get into Reddit till just recently. I have so. no intentions. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. I, I've never went down this one 
this whatever <laughs> this particular this rabbit is. hole <laughs> this the the tifu it's uh dear reddit today i fucked up tifu oh so, cool there you go so that's that's the giving your dad herpes story <laughs> Thoughts, comments. Can we, uh, Can we take a break and uh, get something to drink, and <laughs> yeah. then yeah, let's let's yeah, play let's, the uh, let's play the song and then get right. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back. So yeah, everyone use the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> Refilled our beers. What are we drinking? I'm having Apollo's remix from Weldworks. It's from Nicole. Yep. Apollo's? Yeah. Apollo's I had it remix. last week or week before. It's good. Yeah, it's Creed? Really Apollo good. Creed? It's a New England IPA. Yeah, it's Apollo Creed. Um, mm. And then ah. I'm from Weldworks. I'm having, uh, the Michael and I are having the Guava Lime Goza. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's pretty tart. tart. Yeah, it's, but I like it, actually. It's, it's good. I mean, I wouldn't want to drink it all the time, but it's like, no. it's a good tart. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just something, it's, it's something it's different. It's unique. Yeah, it's something different. So, so thank um, you, Nicole. It's very good. Sea salt, coriander, lime juice, and guava puree. So that's the it floaters. Like the floaters is, gu- is guava pur- puree. No, it's probably yeast, buddy. Yeah. All right. It's well, yeast. Fine. Did you did you chew it? Did you find no. it? No. Oh, Just move on. Does it taste like bread? What? <laughs> Only you know that, Brad. What, that yeast tastes like bread? Oh, I thought you said, does it taste like Brad? No, bread, Michael. Jesus Christ. Just play, can you play the song? Or what are we doing? We already played we already the, song. the song. All right. So, uh, is it over yet? No, it's not over yet. <laughs> uh, so, Natalia um, Marfil. Natty Marfs. Natty Marfs. Papa Natty Marf. Dog. I don't know. Move on. Just keep anyway, on, Michael. Just um, push through, buddy. Natty Marfs. Uh, she uh, picked out our topic this week. Um, and we're going to talk about nature and spirituality, uh, how people connect to the divine, regardless of their religious um, or not views. Um, so we're going to talk about nature and spirituality. So, yeah. Um, anybody have a good starting? I got a lot of ideas, but I don't have a, a, a great starting spot. Uh, Jeff, gonna... Jeff Taco's in the house. Hi, Jeff Taco. <laughs> good talk. You want to come say hi? No. Okay. No. All right. Um, uh, I mean, you, should we start in the beginning? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think if you're going to talk about spirituality and nature at all, at least from our Judeo-Christian upbringing, yeah, you start with the creation story. I mean, like the original creation was declared good, and so there's an inherent um, God-given spirituality, divine-given spirituality to the creation already. I mean, Richard Rohr in the Universal Christ talks about the creation was the first incarnation of yeah, the Christ. Yeah, the Big Bang. The Big Bang was the first incarnation of the Christ. And so That ended this week, the Big Bang Theory, by the way. Don't care. I don't care. My parents watched that, told me everything I yeah, know. Pretty much. <laughs> that, should, that pretty much ends that show already. <laughs> yep. um, hey, Beth got her haircut. I like it. Oh, Hi, good. Beth. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you, I mean, it starts there. And so everything is already... You know, I think I think it's maybe or somebody else to call it to call it the everything is Christ soaked, everything is just soaked in the the universal Christ because it's the first incarnation of that of that divine reality is in everything. Panentheism is the phrase, correct? Right, yeah. right, correct. Not pan pantheism, yeah, right? pantheism, yeah. Um, 
So basically, never mind. I'm not going to say it. It's bad. What, <laughs> what, what, what could you have possibly made out of that? Uh, the the world is God's limp biscuit. Okay, well that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah that's glad you <laughs> glad we pushed through. Glad, glad we <laughs> glad I pushed him on that point. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> well, and I think there's um. Roar also says that how we, I mean, he. I'm gonna kind of turn his phrase a little bit. How we do anything is how we do everything. Right. And I would argue that how we see anything is how we see everything. And so how we view the creation, how we view nature, I think says a lot about how we view everything. Well, the humanity even. Like Yeah. Because if you if you can if you can look at something <clears throat> and hate or destroy or um ignore something as beautiful as what we have out literally out our windows all around us if you just take the time to look then you can ignore the child in the cage you can ignore any yeah, need i would argue that we're all destroying the planet but that's well i neither here nor there but i here's the thing the bible was, you, are you saying you we weren't destroying the planet no 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 anyway i know what you're saying yeah but here's the thing for me is I was thinking about this today and <clears throat> we are by and large as a people massively disconnected from nature. So yes. yeah, we don't, most of the time we have no idea where our food comes from. Uh, you know, <laughs> the beef of a thousand cows, like that type of thing. You know what I mean? But that's, but that's essentially, that's, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of the meat we eat, we have, I mean, most of the time we have no clue where that yeah. comes from. Was it Ron Swanson says nobody, people don't look at, look their food in the eye before yeah. they eat it. Um, yeah. You know, we're it, more than any time in the history of the world, we are completely disconnected from nature. Mm -hmm. Like, and we, we can completely, we don't even have to leave our, our fucking houses anymore Yeah, mm -mm. for anything. I mean, really, if you no, wanted you really to, could. you could just be a hermit yep. and live fine. Yep. And live with NASA. But you yeah. do, I do, you do wonder, and I, I was wondering this about myself because I, man, I struggle with like allergies so bad that yeah. there's a lot of times where I just don't yeah. spend time outside as right. much as I would like to. And I wonder if what it does to me, because I think it does something to us. Oh, for sure. Because I, I mean, the reality is we are, I think it's easy as human beings to completely forget that we are part of nature. Yeah. yeah. In this day and age, we can, we have essentially made ourselves as we are humans and then there's the rest of creation. It's like, no, that's not how it works. We've made ourselves the center of everything. Yes. And yeah. It's not only what we, what we're lacking in, in being in nature, but also what we replace it with is pretty bad. I mean, oh, sure. lights. And yeah. 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 It affects your, your, your blue light from your phone. Yep. And, it yeah. affects your, there's your, no rhythms. It literally affects your body. Yeah. yeah. There's no rhythms to anything anymore. Yeah. Right. There was an inherent rhythm to the creation. Yes. An inherent rhythm to nature, which, yeah still exists, but we've disconnected ourselves from well, that and, rhythm. And, you know, I was thinking about this because I, I didn't finish my point Sorry. earlier, right. but yeah. it is, we're completely disconnected from it, but we're reading sacred texts from people that were completely connected to their nature, yeah. to yeah. nature. Like, yep. And, and I think we, it's easy to, if we're so disconnected from nature, it's hard to, read the scriptures from the lens of somebody that lived 2000 years ago mm -hmm. or whatever, even if it's Buddhist scriptures, Hindu scriptures, yeah. like, I mean, a hundred years ago, when even, we were, right. You know, sourcing our own food. In right, our right, right. But you know, you've got people like by and large people in biblical times 
they were completely outdoor people, essentially. Like yeah. there were a few indoor jobs and that kind of stuff, but you spent most of your existence in nature outside under the sun, the rain, the sun, the moon, the stars. Well, you, you woke up and, when the sun was up, you right. went to bed and, when the sun and was you, down. And so, you know, I don't think we ever really read the scriptures through that lens, and mm-hmm. I think maybe it matters. Oh, I think it does, absolutely. And so we, in the same way that, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's we, I think one of the biggest scourges of American evangelicalism, and it's probably not just them, but... Uh, you know, it, we read it, we read the Bible through in a 21st century American lens. And oh, it's like, yeah, that's sure. not, it wasn't written to us. Right. It was written by nomadic people, oppressed and <clears throat> oppressed minority people and people that were connected to nature. And so yeah. we are completely disconnected from that. And we read that disconnection into it. Yeah. And that's how we can, we can, why so many Christians deny climate change. And because when you're when you're so disconnected from it, it's easy yeah. to just go, yeah. And, and think it. about who cares? God will many, take care of it. Or how whatever. many parables Jesus used that had to right. do with nature or seeds or yes. some sort of aspect of 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 you know creation? If yes, you will. absolutely. So, Most of them. Um, yeah. I would. I mean, even you know, he's he's constantly drawing drawing us back. Um, to nature through parables through like even the sermon on the Mount. I was thinking about this today. Uh, you know, don't worry about what you're going to eat. The birds of the air. Yeah. Consider the birds, consider the lilies. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's, he's imploring people to spend time with those things. Like, it's not just don't worry. It's spend some time. We've talked about this before. I think it was our consider the squirrels episode. Like, like spend some time really taking that in I mean that's that's Jesus saying you can learn something from nature. Yeah. We learn from it because nature is our mother essentially. Like mm-hmm. that you we can I mean I was I I had an uh an instance just this week uh this last weekend as a matter of fact. It's interesting that this topic comes up because <clears throat> I was at my in-laws and uh did some I was meditating on they've got a upstairs outdoor porch that's screened in or whatever, but their house is, is surrounded by these huge old Oak trees, Mm. like tons of them. And so I was sitting there and I was just looking at those trees and had this experience of like all this stuff just kept coming to me of, um, the word that kept coming to my mind was patience. Yeah. An Oak tree is a is patient. I mean, all trees, but I'm specifically looking at these Oak trees these oak trees live in a very windy place. I, 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 I really, it was like in some weird way I connected to the idea of this thing growing from a sapling being, well, it was plant. I don't know if it was planted by somebody before, or if it was a natural mm-hmm. process yeah. or whatever, but just the patience to grow and watching how every, I was watching, you know, all the branches and how they grew a certain way for no apparent reason. And, mm-hmm. Everything is just so, and those things have withstood. I was thinking they've withstood um, heat, cold, wind, rain, tornadoes, yeah. like every in repeat in repeat for at least a hundred years. Those things yeah. are at least a hundred years old, and yeah. so. <clears throat> and I was thinking about the patience of a of a tree to in the, in its growth. It doesn't rush; it just yeah. grows, 
and it's just this natural process. And I was thinking about that in myself. And so there again, it, it was, I, we weren't even at the time we, this topic had wasn't even chosen. So yeah. I think it's really interesting that I had that experience this weekend. So yeah. nature, we can learn things from nature. Absolutely. But we have to be a in it and be present present. Yeah. yeah. Be aware of it and aware of it and of what's happening. So I you. pulled the, the, the pub and just asked, Tell me about the relationship between well. Let me God can I say one nature. thing before you start that. Yeah. Well, okay. Go ahead. Or is that, that tie into his? It, it ties into okay, what he's saying. Go ahead. So, then. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, one of the overwhelming themes was people experiencing uh, the divine in nature, just time and time again. You gave one lesson, but that's not the only oh, no, lesson you can learn yeah. uh, from being out in nature. You know, it's. I mean, the the times where I felt closest to God, there's been some element of nature involved whether it be cornfields or stars or whatever they may be um you know it's it's an overwhelming thing i want to go into one more thing but let's do what you do i want i want to circle back but well it ties in it ties into lessons that you learn from nature yeah at city who's that is that you i'll mute you i'm good i'm good um you know for me one of the things that always when I get connected to something in nature, it's always like wide open spaces. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we took that mission trip to Idaho and we slept outside oh my God. underneath I, the stars. I didn't understand how many stars existed until we, there's went no lights. There. Yeah. You don't have, there's no, we were, we were 50 miles or more, a hundred miles from the closest city, big city. Yeah. yeah. And it, I couldn't believe it's on, it. It's a, cl- I, it's a I cloud of stars. Like literally could not believe it. Yeah. You could so, see satellites. You could yeah. see like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it was yep. nuts. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, things like that. Or, you know, I want to go to the Great Plains sometime because space is like, like when I read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, yeah. like when they're traveling through North Dakota yeah. and, you know. Yeah, I've been out there. It's, yeah, I know yeah, you have. Yeah, it's I haven't yet. And that's one of the places I want to go for that reason, because those spaces or anytime I think about um, just the universe, you know, the, the, the pale blue dot, that yeah. whole concept. It reminds me that I'm not the center of everything. Yeah. It's a constant reminder that I'm not the center. I'm not the most important thing. And humanity isn't the most important thing in the universe either. Well, and I think, I think it's also important. You know, we, I think we, we have a tendency to read everything through a Christian lens, even nature, I think. Yeah. But nature doesn't have a religion. No. Um, and you look at any of the great traditions, especially, and even, but even atheists, I learned, I read pale blue dot and that book blew my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. And actually I found it deeply spiritual and it's written by an atheist, yep. but I found it deeply spiritual because, yeah. you know, he's talking about the, it, it really made me, it snapped me into the moment reading that book because he was, you know, when he's talking about, you look at that pale blue dot, that little blip in the middle of the, of black nothingness yeah and in that little dot is everything that we fight for everything that we love everything mm-hmm. and you yeah. look and you realize it is shit yeah it is nothing yeah and it that snapped me into the moment um and and helped me to understand it gave me a deeper level of understanding of oh this this is this is all there is yeah and we 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 Everything that we think of, I, I'm not, I'm not like, like Richard Rohr said, you're just a little shit. Like yeah. I'm just yeah. a little shit. I just, I'm literally a pinprick on this ball of rock mode of dust in the, the middle of like in billions yeah. of galaxies. Like 
I'm nothing. I'm it, literally nothing. And so when you start to think I'm tough shit or I am important or whatever, that's, I mean, that was the time when I was reading that and then going through it, like it really tied into for me to Ecclesiastes, the meaningless, meaningless. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that's when I kept, I, I really always harp on like this. None of this means fucking anything. Yeah, like yeah. this is literally just a podcast. Nobody cares. It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. mean anything. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, I don't care how many downloads we have. It means nothing. Three. We get three. We, yeah. a week. Um, Hi, Linda. But it really, it really, that's right. It really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, my, I, I don't even check anymore. Unless, I, like, even, my, I'm I never just, did check, but even like I, my, my job, meaningless. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't mean a, a goddamn thing, but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy what I do. But at the end of the day, everything that we strive for, everything that we stress over, all this stuff is is it's nothing. Yeah. It's a blip in the middle of black nothingness. And yeah. that came from that understanding came from a, a an atheist understanding of nature. Yeah. I I I think so I've been thinking about this that everything is everything is nothingness, uh, everything is meaningless yeah. for for a while. Um and especially I really really uh struggled with with it uh during uh you know the the rachel held evans her passing yep, yep. and and mourning that yep. um and, and i i realized that that everything is meaningless but also because everything is meaningless everything is meaningful right and, and uh if you follow that and i think keegan mentioned it in the the mindfulness group the, Hi, the meditation keegan. of um, Sub keegs this is this, this is not this, this is not not this. So, right. so if we follow that, yes. everything is meaningless. Everything is not meaningless. Everything is not not meaningless. Right. Um, you can it, trip out on that. You trip. can like, trip you can, the I mean, fuck really? out of it, yeah. yes. It doesn't take so, mushrooms to go, man, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and for me, that's what I, I'm, like, I know that we're small, I know that, but I don't want to lose my sense of wonder. And in having wonder, everything finds new meaning and new life. Let's explore wonder a little bit because I think that's a huge part of it. I think that wonder, it doesn't have to be, quote, spiritual, but it can be a deeply spiritual thing. I mean, uh, if you read Heschel's uh, I Asked for Wonder. Yeah. Years Absolutely ago, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and he talks about it in that book. It's a bunch of excerpts from his books and stuff that deal with the idea of wonder. And uh, Abraham Joshua Heschel was a Jewish uh, theologian and writer. Um, for those that don't know, buy all of his books and read them. They're yeah. fantastic. Uh, he was They're kind a little of, hard to read. Uh, they can be some yeah. of it. Sat the Sabbath is the Sabbath is what like 115 pages, and it might take you three four months to it's, get through it's, it. it. It's dense. It's pretty dense. Yeah. Man, it's good. It is. It's like um, a, a cathedral in time. Yeah, but you know, I think I think the idea of wonder that to me is is deeply connected to nature. Yeah. That you you can you can trip out like I said in that episode we did who knows how long ago about consider the squirrels I just I can just trip out just sitting and watching the squirrels in my yard yeah I saw three rabbits I, I watched them uh, yesterday and they just go they just go about their business like yeah. they just go and they do this thing and they don't seem to be worrying too much about anything and it's like I I just I marvel at that I marvel at the fact that we have had the same cardinal couple at our house for years. Oh yeah. Like they are around Karen and Dave. It is. We, that's exactly their names. 
Um, I and it's amazing to me that they continue to come back and they 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 live in they like they continue to live in this one specific yeah. area. They pair together. Yep, I find that amazing. I, I watch. We've got a family of turtle doves that does this. Yes. do the same thing, and it was just two of them, yes. and now it's four of them. They had yes babies. I assume there's incestuous things going on. Yeah, we've got a we've um, got a nest in one of my gutters. As a but, matter of fact, but this year, <laughs> Eric, a morning yeah. dove nest. Yeah, the uh, the um, this year my. My kids made them birdhouses and put them. They they, they had yeah. nests like mud nests that they put in on our front porch and like we. It's so annoying, but at the same time we don't want to destroy a nest. So we, uh, my kids, made them a birdhouse and and they're living inside the birdhouse yeah. now. It's so cool. Just to, yeah. like we created a space for them yeah. to live with. But us. I look at you know I look at um, the wonder of different uh, birds and different animals that migrate during the winter and then come back and they know to come back to the same fucking place. Yeah. How do they know? Like, it's just this, it, it literally blows my mind. And to me, it's a deeply, it ju- and I say to me, meaning personally, it's a deeply spiritual thing to, yeah. to think about and to look at. So, I mean, I think Jesus and not just Jesus, but the biblical writers deeply ingrained in nature because that's where they lived. Yeah. And so I think it, we do ourselves a huge disservice when we don't take any of that into account. And we and we we turn the the writers into like this almost like this industrial <laughs> mechanical like they're theology factories. Right. That's always exactly. seen as theology yeah, exactly. factories. Instead of people that were instead of mystical nomads that um be a great name for a band. Had a deep under a deep wonder at creation and a deep wonder at the world that they lived in they tour with uh, me without you well and i think it's also <laughs> that's right i Probably. think it's also why paul talks about all of creation groans like yeah, yeah. like it, this is we aren't the only beings on this planet yeah and it's easy yeah. to just we have set ourselves up in the 21st century especially in the west of we are everything revolves around us but the reality is it, it fucking doesn't because at some point we're going to wipe ourselves off this planet and this earth is going to continue to go on and evolve yeah. without us. Yeah. And we are not, we are not the center of the universe. Absolutely. Not. And uh, this, this isn't a, a tradition that's exclusive to Christianity. No, absolutely. No. It's, it's, so I would, it's I would say in shamanism and indigenous, uh, I would people. say, well, I mean, uh, if you want a native American spirituality, I wish we, I don't know any Native know, Americans, and I, I wish know. I did to talk about this kind of thing because th- you talk about a group of people that get this. Yeah, yeah. We, they're, had, we they're, had a couple of different people recommend people, so that may be something we. Follow their entire up, spirituality is rooted in nature. Yeah. Um, what did they call the Great Spirit? Yeah, is essentially yeah. what they call God of this nature-based. I mean, they have a nature-based spirituality, yep. and and well, I mean, spirit animals. Right, that's a thing. Right, it's not, not, it's so, not just a thing that we. Oh, you're my spirit we, animal. We co-opted. Yeah, oh, yeah. Digger is my spirit animal. Right. I mean, he is, but but we, you know, something we co-opted. But <laughs> yes. that's an actual fucking thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, uh, Roar talks about you know the the idea of you know going back to the idea of the incarnation. Roar talks about this the great chain of being, and if there's seven links in the great chain of being where God is revealing God's self. Yeah. Uh, earth and minerals, waters uh, upon the earth, trees, flowers, plants, everything that grows, animals, 
And he says that you know animals accept the reality more than we do. Yeah, like, yeah. they don't fight the reality. They don't. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a, they just surrender to it. Yeah, and then there's humans. Yeah, uh, angels and the saints, and then the divine itself. Like those are the seven links. All those things are interconnected. You can't you can't do one without the others. Like they're all. It's again, it's called the great chain of being. It's all links in a chain. Yeah, all pointing to the divine. So the. Uh, I want to I want to touch on uh, thin places. So um, oh, yeah. Yeah. we typically think it's a Christian idea. It's not. It's Celtic paganism right. is where it came from. Right. The Christian um, once they converted to Christianity, co-opted it. But yes. yeah, as maybe not a, even as they do. Well, maybe not even co-opted it, but they carried it over from their ancestors. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the idea of thin yeah. places is places where God and the and the divine intersect. A place where the veil between this world and the eternal world is thin. Um, a thin place where uh, one can walk in two worlds. Yeah, and I like that idea um, because it's it's the idea of mindfulness as well. You can be in one place but also not be there. Mm-hmm. Like earlier in the podcast, uh, a here. couple book recommendations for that. <laughs> I think uh, John Philip Newell's book, "The Rebirthing of God." Oh yeah, I think it talks a lot about Celtic stuff and he does and nature yeah, he does have some stuff related to that, nature yeah. stuff. And then "Eternal Echoes" by John O'Donohue. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I finished that last year sometime, and it's 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 Celtic spirituality. But I yeah, will say for thin for, places for and, Celtic, um, for for any Christians listening, explore the Celtic Christians seem to get this more than other yeah yeah groups of people. They seem to understand nature more than other groups of Christians. I had so. a book of Celtic prayer. It's just phenomenal. yeah yeah yep. Um, there the Celtic saying is that uh, heaven and earth are only three feet apart. But in thir- in thin places, uh, that distance is even shorter. Yeah. So, um, so, and I think there's times where we, I would describe a thin place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's oh, I, there's times you, in my you life you know that, it when you experience. Yeah, it. yeah. there are it's thin a, places and there are thin moments as well. And it's like a, it's really hard to define and hard to explain when it happens, but you know when it happens. It, it's those moments where you feel. At, you just feel at one. Yeah. Is yeah. the only the only way that I really know how to put it. And um those those moments can hit you at any point. You don't have to yep. just be standing on a mountain, but although that might be it. Yeah. Like or on a beach or whatever. You could be doing the dishes and all of a sudden yeah. you're snapped into it. And yeah. it's like a in the reason I mean, I love the I love the idea of a thin place. I mean, there again we're I think we're also dealing in a tiered three-tiered version of, of view of the universe that oh, isn't for necessarily sure. true but i think it's helpful it's, i think in a metaphysical thing. sense it's, it is true it's, it's helpful language yeah. if nothing else it's yeah. helpful language to go it's a thin place between where the the veil between earth and heaven quote unquote yeah. is is not pulled back but becomes a very thin and it, it, I think with like mindfulness and th- stuff it makes it, it makes it a very real thing right uh, when you're able to be fully present it's it's totally different than you know just taking a walk through the woods to go get your mail right and you I know? think that's why I think that's why working on mindfulness and awareness is so important because you can you can easily miss those moments it Absolutely. keeps it ke- I think what meditation what mindfulness does what trying to stay in the in the present moment does is it, it keeps your frequency, you keep the radio dial tuned mm-hmm. to a certain way that yeah. when that frequency hits, you catch it. And yeah, you pick it up. You're more open to wonder. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely you are. Yep. 
Um, so a, there's a lot of, lot of posts in the pub about this, and, and I'm not going to hit them all. So I apologize for not hitting yours. Um, but there, there are some I definitely want to talk about. Um, well, let me say that because this ties in. Sorry, go ahead. This ties no, in. Uh, our 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 uh, our dear friend Hillary McBride on her hey, inst- on her Insta. Um, like a couple hours ago, actually. Oh, seven hours ago. I just saw it. Um, Sub Hills. Just posted a picture of flowers, and there's a quote from Mary Oliver. If you notice anything, it leads you to notice more and more. Yes. Yep. Like, that's exactly and, what we're and, saying. And also, it has a quote from Martin Buber. All actual life is encounter. Mm-hmm. But again, that all takes awareness. Like, you have to... In order to see, you have to practice seeing. Right, and I think I think spending time... In nature, away from your phone, away from your TV, away Absolutely. from distractions, helps snap you into those places. Yes. Like, stop taking fucking pictures. Just go be in something, yeah. dude. It drives me fucking. Your crazy. pictures are gonna suck. They're gonna suck. Well, but you're, and you're not just even go, just. You, here's you the thing. It's not gonna capture what you wanted to. Capture. And I've, I've been guilty of that in my life, too. Sure, but like the have. problem is, like, I, I mean, man, like I, I watch. Well, if you go to a concert and you watch people, it's like, God damn, man, just watch the goddamn concert. Yeah. You're never gonna watch that. You look out over thousands of people and you just see phone screens. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. You're you're there, but you're not even there. Nobody wants to see your grainy Nobody cares. Muffled <laughs> fucking video of just, your concert. Just yeah. and I can understand why there's so many artists now that are just like, put your fucking phone away. Uh, yeah. Saint Vincent was one. Can she you imagine that. like how frustrating yeah. it would be Be here to yeah, yeah, that's right. The Saint Vincent concert. Mm-hmm. She at the beginning was like, just put your fucking phone there away. There was a like, like an announcement thing they did. Yeah, it was yeah. like, God damn it, just watch the show. Yeah. Like you're never going to watch that again. And even if you do, it doesn't, it's not the same thing as being there. No. Just let something be there and let it happen. It's the same thing with a hike. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily like have to take a picture of everything you see. Just take it in. We've seen, and, we've seen tree stumps. It's fine. You and it's fine. It, and those things can be beautiful and I get yeah. it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be on Instagram. But just enjoy it for its beauty instead right. of taking a fucking picture yes. of it. You've, yes. Because you've negated its beauty yes. in a sense in taking the picture of yes. it. Yes. Because that picture's never going to live up to what you experienced. What you experienced. Right. No, but, and, that, and that's part of the problem is we try to capture... Instead of experiencing things, we try to capture experiences. You can't capture so we can live pres- them, so we can live them over and over and you over. Cannot again. capture presence through an iPhone. No, and that's not. But that's not how. That's not how experience works. Yeah, experience is something that happens to you. You experience it and you move on. And then there's well, I mean, even in the even that. in the Psalms of of you know when the writer says, "I gaze up at the stars and I, and I think, what is man that you are mindful of him?" Like yeah. he gazes up at the stars yeah. and looks at the enormity of everything and goes. God damn! Like I am yeah. nothing. Like yeah. it, even in that moment, you go like, like we are. What are we? Yeah. We are literally just these pinpricks. Yeah. Like we're nothing. But you, if you've got an iPhone, you can't. You go out and you're just taking a picture of the stars. You're gonna fucking miss that. Yeah. Like there is a there is a, a a beauty of being present in nature and just letting it be what it is, and you just take it in without having to put it on facebook or instagram i think yeah. uh liam gallagher said it best when he said <laughs> be here now did, did liam gallagher they, say that but that was ram das uh, well they made an album out of it ram 19, gallagher 1997 i don't said know today is the day i'm gonna throw it back to you so <laughs> yeah when it, when well did, i mean i mean a jude was watching uh, jeff taco was watching something last I night ram das had it in 1971 okay so. <laughs> jeff taco was said something jeff taco watched something in the night on um Oh, crap. Beth, what's that thing he watches? Life Noggin. There it is. Life Noggin on YouTube. And it's just all these just interesting videos about the solar system, about the earth, about volcanoes, whatever. And he tends to watch them 
the same ones over and over again because yeah. of autism. Um, but it was talking about the I size. I think all kids do that, though. Oh, I think like, they seriously. do, but he definitely does. Yeah. It's definitely an autistic thing for sure. Um, talking about the size of the solar system, the size of the universe, the size of the Oort cloud, like, and it keeps expanding out. And I w- it, it talks about like one light year. So just one light right. year, which is the time it takes for light to travel one Earth year, six trillion miles. Yeah, I know. And we're talking about the observable universe being in billions of light years. Yeah, yeah, Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Like you can't wrap your head around. Our closest star is seventy. It would take yeah. uh, Voyager one seventy thousand years to get there. Yep. Now, Jeez. and it just left our solar system after like what thirty or forty years. It's yeah. been out. Yeah. I mean, that's, every every that's star. Here's the thing: every star that you're looking at has burned out already. Probably, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, going. Like, you just can't even. No, especially Jerry Garcia. You can't. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Jerry Garcia is dead to me. Uh, but you can't wrap your head around that. But let's bring that even closer. Like you can stare at a flower in your yard or a bird. I watch the birds. We've I love got, when my tree blooms. My cher- my weeping cherry. Dude, we've got. God is beautiful. Man, we've got, just, I intention- we intentionally put out bird feeders in. I just bought one that holds 10 pounds of seed. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot. Same. Just, well. Wow. <laughs> well, 10 pounds of... Well, I think that's going to be the hashtag, unfortunately. I just... By the way, the observable universe... Well, hold on, and I do that because I because I enjoy watching them, the birds just show up and 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 eat. Yeah. Like, it, that sounds so stupid and sort of hippy-dippy or whatever, but, like, if you really watch them, it's kind of fucking amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah, they just, they just, it's like they can smell it. Yeah. And they know it's there. And, and, and we've had it out for, uh, we put it away in the winter because there's just never birds around. But, yeah. You know, we just, Disney we World. just got a new one and we put it out. And they're just now starting to get, there's, we get more, we're getting more and more birds. It's yeah. like they're telling their fucking friends. Well, Mammal like, has a, hey, there's bird, food. Mammal's bird feeder is awesome because she has all kinds and of. And it is just, it, it is yeah. absolutely amazing to watch them just, they show up. They eat a little bit. They go away. They come back. They eat. They come. They go away. They yeah. come. And I've got car, squirrels. We we away. sit. The the, the <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Shit on your chair. I, I keep I keep uh, cobs of corn out for the uh, squirrels, mm-hmm. and I, I put one out and it's gone in a day. Yeah. And I watch them and those little fuckers bury it in my yard, mm-hmm. and I've got <laughs> corn growing in my yard. Like, but they do that, and they just know. I've watched them bury. Uh, nuts in my yard, bury mm-hmm. corn in my yard, and in the winter, I've seen them dig it up and eat it. How the fuck do they remember where yeah. where yeah, it is? It, it's it, it's absolutely amazing yeah. to me, and I can just watch it forever. Yeah. Like they just bring me so much joy, and that yeah. is to me a deeply spiritual thing. Burying the nuts is my favorite sex move, That's, by the way. <laughs> wow. Well, just, I already made it in my hashtag. Okay, good. Right. Um, so, uh, so my my favorite my favorite. <laughs> My favorite entry uh, was was Casey Forrester. I mean, a lot of these were really great, um, but this one was a general overview. My favorite general overview. Uh, Casey Forrester says, Nature is God displaying how all things are literally connected and part of a bigger whole. From a spore to an ocean to a galaxy, it all belongs and is all the same thing. It's mundane and miraculous. And we're all made of the same shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. That is just, I mean... And that's where what I'm saying, or what I was saying earlier about we, this illusion of separateness. 
that we are different than the squirrels, mm-hmm. that we're different. We're really not. Mm-hmm. We are made up of the same stuff. Yep. And, you know, I mean, you look at, and it's easy to see that in like a, a chimp. You know, you go to the zoo and you're like, Jesus, it's like looking at me without a shirt on or whatever. Like, hey, that chimp scratches ass the same way I you do. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. they have like, they're very humanoid and they're yeah. very like, yeah. it, but they throw their shit, but there's, but there, we're not really any different than the worms and the, and the birds no. and the squirrels and the rabbits. And we're all made of the same stardust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so funny because you bring that up to a lot of Christians and they just go, oh, it's just a bunch of hippy dippy shit. No, it's, it's only six thousand years old. It's fucking, Fuck off. It's fucking science. Like yeah. we're made up of, we're all made up of atoms. You're made up of carbon. Carbon. You're mostly carbon. That's from fucking stars. Like, and yeah. and and all of all, we're all gonna die. Us, the squirrels, the rabbits, the birds. We're gonna die, and we're gonna be reduced to ash and dust, and continue the cycle and feed everything else. Yeah, that is in in that you can look at that and go, that's frightening or terrifying, or you can look at that and go, that's beautiful. Yeah. That there is that one of these days I am going to be nothing, but I the nothing that is me, whether it's dust becomes something else, becomes something else, yep. or whether I'm buried in the ground and the worms eat me, like I become and it, something. And else. it all goes back to rhythm. Yes, That's yeah. part of the ry- death life and resurrection death. are part. Yeah, death and resurrection are part of the life cycle of the creation. And if resurrection is anything, it's you becoming something else after you die. Well, and I, th- and I wonder if if the idea of of resurrection made more sense back in the day to the people that heard it. Well, they understood years it. Ago. Because they're like, oh, that's, that's what, that's what nature does. Like yeah. that's, yeah. yeah. And, and we don't, we don't even notice that. No. Yeah. Nope. Um, there, there's a, a lot here. So, uh, Brandon Carlton, Carl Eaton, uh, says, <laughs> Carl Eaton's uh, way. Carl Eaton's way. way. Uh, says, my theory is we don't know ourselves very well, but we are deeply connected to nature. Uh, so when we spend time in nature, uh, we spend time with a part of ourselves. We discover a part of ourselves. This is why a hike or a sunset is so rejuvenating. It helps us to know ourselves better. I think there is something to, in our biology that we're we need vitamin d we literally need sunlight yeah yeah um well and i think there's something to when you're sitting outside and intentionally watching a sunset or you're actually in nature like there's nothing else to like you have to be present in those moments like i don't know a lot of people that go on hikes and are just like well took a walk today came home like you're actually in nature and you pay attention to things when you're in that situation. When you're watching a sunset or you're watching a sunrise. I mean, how many sunrises have we seen on our drives? Oh, like, and it's great. Mm, yeah. It really does something. Yeah. Like, but you you can't see those and not be present seeing that because you have to focus on that thing and take it as a, a moment of wonder. Okay, so I, there's a, there's a comment that is against that what you're saying. So I want to read that. <laughs> uh, shocking, Kevin McDougall. Fuck um, you, Kevin McDougie. <laughs> uh, so, so Kevin says... Uh, McDougie Hauser? Yeah, Kevin McDougie Hauser says, uh, I've, I've never had that moment of feeling a genuine sense of something external from nature creating and beautifying it, which is probably, which probably should have given me a clue to my own intuition earlier. Uh, I've never over been overcome by nature's beauty in a way in which caused me to pivot to the sentiment. I believed I should carry, uh, what a great creator God. I never had a feeling that he painted the sunset, um, for us. Isn't it amazing? Uh, that never took place in my body. So for me, all the beauty, all the energy, the embodied creative power, power 
was all there, uh, not stemming from somewhere else, but there. That's why even as a Christian, I was more a deist or ultimately a pan in theist, which is God right. in everything. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that's against what I'm saying. Cause I'm not claiming, no. I'm not claiming that, Oh God did that sunset for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. claiming any yeah. of that shit. I'm saying it's wonderful. It's wondrous for the simple fact that it exists. Yeah, it's it's a, it's and, a it, and, it, and it it does something in me when I see that sunrise, or when I when I'm amazed by it, there's a ball of fire 93 million miles away that comes up every day and gives life to the planet, and it's literally just a fucking star that we happen to be at the exact right distance right, from. Right. That doesn't necessarily speak of a creator to me. It just speaks of something wondrous, beauty. It's wonder. just beauty. Yeah. It's wonder. It's amazement that that's how things are. Yeah. Um. Angie Dix, Angela <laughs> oh, Dix uh, says being out in nature makes me feel connected to the divine walking, hiking, running, skiing, and snowshoeing are a huge part of my life, not just uh, for the physical benefits, but for my spirit as well. I feel more balanced and centered when there's something, uh, and there's something about being in a forest and listening to the trees talk to each other. I am outside as much as I can be. I'm currently sitting under a big oak tree. Are you in middle earth? Or? Uh, as I, as I type this, her, her oak tree's name is Steve. So she lives next to Fangorn Forest. Yes. Um, Josh Burton. This is another one that I really enjoyed. Jay Burtz. Jay Burtz. Joshy B. Uh, It's in terms of of nature, it's collective embodiment. Um, Something about the visible cycle of life, death, new life in the soil that is a better picture of nature, of of the nature of a spiritual life. Compost equals redemption. Uh, also, nature doesn't do well when we segregate plants and animals from the cycle of the biosphere. It's visualization of a return to balance. It's simultaneously visceral and beautiful, death and life. Uh, it makes me feel part of it and alien at the same time. So, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that too. The collective embodiment part of like... Um, a tree is a tree, you know, it just, it is what it, it just is. is. Yes. It, it just, just is exists. a tree. It, it, fulfill, it fulfills its nature by being a and tree. And that's what I was, that's, yeah. that's what I was talking about when I was over the weekend, when I was looking at those trees, I'm like, there, it just, to me, just embodies patience that it just, it just does what it does. It just fucking grows. And it takes hundred, a hundred years or more to get to the size that it is, but it's not, you know, and, and I think, because I, th- I was thinking about myself and I've been, I feel like I'm entering a new, some sort of new stage of my life mm-hmm. spiritually. Yeah. That is definitely, I don't know if it's post-Christian in the in the classical sense. It's called of post-evangelical. What, if, of what Christian is, but it's definitely like, but I, but what's interesting is I'm re, I'm, I keep, I keep coming back to that lens that I grew up with and I'm reinterpreting everything and I'm not doing it because, Oh, I just have got to stick with Christianity, but it, it, it that's what I, that's what I understand and what helps language me to you, grow. It's the language it's you what grew I understand up with. It's what fine. helps me yeah. to grow. And that's fine. That's just the, that's just the lens I've chosen to, to look at it through. But you know, I, I think that times I can force that, that I'm trying to like, cause I mean, today I was so frustrated and my meditation today was just Fucking terrible. That's what you told me. Yeah. I mean, I literally realized halfway through that I was clenching my jaw. Ouch. And didn't even yeah. realize yeah. it. Yep. And I don't know why. I wasn't even really like, at least outwardly anxious or whatever, but it just it was just a shit show from start to finish. And <laughs> and I was just, 
and I, I but and so I was really for a while I was a little bit frustrated, but then I was just like, you know what? I, I thought back to the the oak trees. It's just patience. Growth takes patience. In 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 in, in those trees grow a lot in some years and not as much in other mm-hmm. years. And it just depends on the circumstances that they're dealing with, whether it's the right conditions, or if there's enough rain, if there's too much heat, if there's too much cold, it, it all depends on that. But the tree doesn't buck against that. It just goes with it. Like there's a, a tree just deals with the rhythm of nature yeah. until that tree dies or until that tree is uprooted. And yep. I thought, man, that is just, there is something beautiful to that that I can learn from in my own life of stop trying to force it and just let, let growth happen. It doesn't mean that I can't be disciplined and try to put some practice, you know, put some things into practice or whatever. But at the end of the day, that growth is going to be organic. And one of the things I've always, I've realized through therapy especially is that there are seasons of growth. Yes. Yeah. And there are seasons where you lie dormant. And like we have uh, right outside of the front porch, we have, there's flowers that come up. They're first ones that come up every year. And they're flowers that I bought Beth years ago that she planted. I bought them from like Kroger, fucking Kroger or something like <laughs> that. Just some just some pretty yeah. yellow flowers that I bought her. She planted them. They come up every year. They're the first things that come up. But they're only there for a minute, and then they go away into the soil. And then next spring, they'll come back up again. Like yeah. So there, there are seasons of growth in our life, and there are seasons where you not – I won't say stagnate, where you just, you just lay dormant, and you just are what you are. You're in the soil. You're yep. whatever whatever metaphor you want to use, and then there are seasons where there's explosive growth. Um, yeah, I mean, I I mean, yeah. work notwithstanding, I had a lot of growth this year. It didn't translate to work, but um, <laughs> we've had that discussion. We don't need to have it again. Um, but like, I grew a lot in my my relationship to my family, and my relationship to my friends, and my relationship to myself, and um. But you know, I think I'm kind of entering a period where I'm not sure where the next thing is. Maybe it's just a season of dormancy. You or, got a lot of change coming up, buddy. Well, I know, but like, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily going to mean I my interior changes necessarily. Yeah. Because of my external changes or whatever. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, w- one thing Paul Fodder says, and he's got he's got a lot of great. There's a lot of great. Join the Pastors Pub. Uh, there's some, <laughs> so there's some great people in there. Yep. Uh, he says, um, this is after, you know, the third it? or fourth Paul Fodder. Never heard of her. Yep. Uh, like third or fourth paragraph. He's like, uh, lastly, there is a slower pace to nature. Yeah. Uh, we connect to ourselves and to one another better when moving at that pace. It's a holy pace. There's a rhythm. Uh, we didn't even talk about the year of Jubilee, how in the Bible it mm-hmm. talks about that and giving the land yep. rest and, you know, um, so it can be fertile at some point. There is rest uh, um, in in the seasons. There's rest uh, in our Prescribed lives. Prescribed by God in the Old Testament. It's a slower you let pace. The land, and that rest, by the way, is where nothing happens. Let the land lie fallow. Like yep. you yes. let it. You do nothing with it. Yeah. Paul's a big fan of uh, climbing mountains. Yes, he is. So. And skiing down them. I'm gonna say he probably spends more time in nature than any of us. Yeah, li- living in a trunk. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he said. Um, the if God God the divine stitched the world together over a long time, nature is where we find ourselves closest to an earth untainted by humanity, which leaves us free from human constructed distractions to connect with the divine. Yep. 
Um, there's a couple more I want to hit. Uh, I think are, are super important. Um, the a lot of people just had really great things. Uh, Susan Presley Frazier um, said. I find nature to be deeply healing and restorative to my soul. Uh, after a loved one's suicide in uh, 2016, I found myself, um, my only sol- solace was outside. Uh, I, I'd hike through the woods uh, of a local state park and grieve and cry and find peace. It's the only place where I could breathe. Not long afterwards, we sold our house uh, in a subdivision and moved to a mountain in the woods. And I'm grateful. Peace abounds on that hill, in the breeze, sounds of the birds, and the river, in the abundance of stars. And maybe that's God. Maybe it's all part of the whole. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I got goosebumps just reading that. Yeah, it's good I stuff. intentionally didn't read any of those because I yeah. knew you were going to use them. I wanted to hear them on the um, podcast. Travis Pinkson said, I just like to nature. It's my favorite part of hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. Uh. Uh, hey fuckers no he, he had some really nice he did say that but it, he put it more eloquently than i'm giving him credit i love travis travis is really freaking smart oh yeah he is absolutely he gets a lot of shit but uh he is he's, he's, he's really, so freaking smart he's man. really smart but the southern accent betrays yeah. that you can you yeah. can cure cancer if you have a southern accent be like what a dipshit yeah. <laughs> um did you say he was smart yeah he's pretty smart Fuck you. <laughs> Travis, that was at Matt Polly. At Polly named Matt. Um, when I hear Travis talk. Derp, 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 derp. Poor Travis. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Um, uh, shit. Um, yeah, there's so many There's so many great ones. It's hard for me to even yeah. to pick one. Uh, Sandra, I asked her to, to give us something, so I'm going to read hers because I feel like if I don't, after I ask her to... to Share something, <laughs> yeah. uh, asshole. Uh, she says, we are part of nature, uh, can never escape it, though we try, uh, because we believe we are more evolved than your average fern or slug. Uh, we unplug, for tech- unplug from technology and plunge off into the forest, mountains, and the oceans of the earth in an attempt to get back to nature, not considering that standing barefoot on a patch of dirt in your backyard is glorious, too. We need the equivalent uh, overwhelm of what we see as pure nature to heal us uh, of the overwhelm of what we see as human, unworthy, shameful, fallen, impure. We can never not be part of nature. God, goddess, all that is. That's the ultimate meditation. Five words to contemplate until my edges dissolve, until my certainty uh, that my edges, our edges, dissolves. I greet the day uh, by opening my eyes and looking up through the window above my bed at the clouds, birds, blue sky. I set the coffee to percolate and wander <laughs> sleepy-eyed to the window and greet the garden. Say good morning to the maple tree my girlfriend has brought from her house uh, house to house for a decade. From a seedling wow. sprouted in the old backyard. Um, he's a friend, you see. He's part of the family. Cycles and seasons are the flow of life. Life is divine intelligence. Everything that is intelligence, without exception. We keep complicating the matter by seeking connection with something larger than ourselves, believing it's hidden. Here's the mystery. We are the vastness uh, we seek, hidden in plain sight. 
all of this is why I write about embodying and uh, embodying the elements in guide meditation and shamanic journeys because it's simple. God isn't human and she is completely human. Goddess animates all and he refuses dust also with life. This realization is not an intellectual exercise. You'll gain more understanding by rolling in the mud than standing in the rain. Then drying your magical form by a fire until its coals and the glitter of stars draw you upward. Hmm. That's well, I think we can call that an ender. Yep. Yeah. It's that's a mic drop. Yep. It's, it's, it's really, she wrote a book on nature. So everybody should got some, some books on meditation. Uh, Uh, look her up on insight timer too. Yeah. Yeah. She's on insight timer. We've got, uh, I think all three of us have her book. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and it's just endless, just freaking endless. Um, you guys have anything? I do have one final thing I want to close. No, with. I think that's a, a go ahead and injure. Okay. So, um, there's a band called East forest. They right. did a collaboration with Ram Das. Oh, uh, oh they okay. have, they have a song called nature. It's really, really freaking Wait, great. Do I have this? I might have this. You might have, you probably have, I it. think I do. I think I downloaded this. Is it basically them doing music, him talking over it? Yeah. God, they're awesome. I yeah. love them. It's really, really great. There's so, two of them. So check it out. East forest with Ram Das. There's going to be three, uh, maybe in a, a whole album. Um, so I want to read the lyrics. I didn't know how cool it was to play an entire song. So I want to read the lyrics. Uh, he says trees, grasses, water, sun, stars, moon, clouds, rain, all are our friends. They are us. Nature embraces us and we embrace nature. We are nature. We are the trees and the clouds and the waters. When you hug a tree, you're hugging yourself. We are human beings. Human beings are part of nature. When you see the ocean or the lake or the river, you are seeing yourself. Nature is a manifestation of God. And that manifestation is love all the way. Yep. Those are That's awesome. It. East Forest and Ram Dass. Look them up. It's so good. All right. Let's go. Now that we puked in your sea, you can tell us what you think. The five stars get red, but one star is dead to us. Big shout out to Melinda Joy Smith too. So she she had a she definitely tainted a lot of not tainted colored in a lot of my she colored in a lot of my commentary too. She tainted a lot of my my commentary. So big shout out to her. I got to give her credit. So um, feedback. What do we got? Two five stars. Oh hey. yeah. Uh, this one's called just a just a overall fun time by Napoleon fourteen ninety two. Ooh, dynamite's brother. Uh, I really that's Kip. I really enjoy this podcast <laughs> for the laughter it brings me on my way to school some mornings. I find the secret to making it 
Even more enjoyable is to slow the audio down to half speed and listen to it that way. Yeah. Works well as audio, medis- audio medicine. People have sent us that uh, several times, different clips, where they like, listen to this in like half speed and it's like, <laughs> I just really like the trees. <laughs> They're so fucking beautiful. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, couldn't say enough by J Sizzle one two three Y J H D R H. What's up, J Sizzle D Y L M N O K fourteen? No, you are also real and so present. I can't help but feel refreshed even when nothing intelligent is happening, which is about forty percent of every episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'll always li- I will I'll always listen to the Pastors Podcast. Uh, Thank you. Until you don't. It's fine. Yeah. Until we shut it down. Until next we're week. dead. Until we're dead. <laughs> Brad, Twitter, what do we got? Uh, are we still doing that? Top yep. 69. Top 7. Top 7. Yeah, it's a low week. Yep. Alex Samuel at A.W. Samuel. Hey, he just uh, won a buck. I.W.U. You should listen to the Indiana most recent. Wesleyan University? I think so. Let's go with that. Sure. Uh... You should listen to the most recent episode of Pastor's Podcast, episode 169. Shane Claiborne crushed it, spent his time talking about Christianity, firearms, and nonviolence. I feel good about giving him a book now. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't didn't before, but no idea. Number six, go back to the couch, Michael, at Swashbuckland. Oh, fuck you. I I don't actually have anything to say. I just want to use hashtag I eat Massachusetts. Thanks, Pastors Podcast, for making a better world. <laughs> Lynn and Tio cre- uh, co- created some content too for this too. I uh, props. Number five, Tim Bennett at Tim Bennett one two one one. Timmy and the Bennett's at Pastors Podcast. Hashtag do host motherfuckers. Hashtag Catan rules. Hashtag good day mates. Hashtag fourteen fourteen Hodge. Hashtag koala ears, LOL Beck Ray. Hashtag Michael, it's 917. Hashtag, it's 926. G'day, Mike. By the way, <laughs> 3 a.m. there. Du Host is a wordplay in German on the German wedding vows. No, Hashtag, cares. I eat Massachusetts. We get a lot of shit for the Du Host hate. I don't give a shit. It's fucking Romstein. They put out a new album this you week. You don't by get the way. it. I, yeah, I, you're I right. Do, I don't get it. They put, I, out, they put out a new album this I week. I do Host get it. Yeah. All right. Number four, freezer left at Romanian Dreamboat. At Pastors Podcast, the best is people fighting for the Second Amendment while stripped naked at the airport. Your NRA tattoo isn't protecting your Fourth Amendment rights, dipshit. (laughs) Hashtag jerking off in an envelope. Hashtag the Gospel Coalition of Beer. Hashtag purple throated. Hashtag time for purple. Oh, we should have used purple throated. No, we shouldn't have. No, we shouldn't have. I eat Massachusetts. Number three, at Lounge Iguana. At Pastor's Podcast, Dan's the only one who would use hashtag jerking off into an envelope. Fact check. False. Also, hashtag hamartia and cheese is an overlooked classic. Hashtag I eat Massachusetts. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> Jessica Moore Lucas at Jess and Flux. Look, Pastor's Podcast, I think you overestimate our class and taste if you think we're not going to tweet hashtag jerking off into an envelope at you. <laughs> Also, how is that a bridge too far? But hashtag I eat Massachusetts is totally kosher. Uh, <laughs> when in Rome, I'm pretty sure. I am pretty sure. I am wearing it. I'm pretty sure. Asshole is not kosher. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's up for debate. Number one, I don't think it is. I'll, I'll check out with my Jewish so, friends with your rabbi. Yeah. I no. saw one at the airport when I was working yesterday. I should have asked him. Uh, rabbi he had, he had the curls and everything. Is eating ass kosher? He had the he had the curls and everything. I should have asked rabbi. Eating well, ass. You know, you know it's kosher, kosher on, or not. You know it's kosher on Fridays, right? 
No, I'm afraid to ask. Fish? <laughs> Fish uh, tacos. Number one, Beck Ray. Number one? one? Be- turn number oh, two. yeah, number one. No, it's number one. Number one, Beck yeah. Ray at Old Dicky Ham. At Patches Podcast, apparently I'm an international treasure, yet not expected to tweet. Hashtag jerking off into an envelope. Hashtag I eat acid chooses. Hashtag too drunk for spelling. Hashtag gotta end. Gotta tend to my koala ears. Oh, God. Yes, <laughs> queen. <laughs> 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 The new Rammstein album. Uh, it's a song called Sex. They've been around for 25 years, by the way. So they're 45 or 50 years old. Rocking out. It's called Deutschland. It's their, um, is this their remix with Lord of the Dance? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, all right. Oh, that's you, buddy. Next, buddy. That's uh, you. Wow. Hit the button. Yeah. All right. Well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hashtag Beth Moore in the distance. <laughs> hashtag it was one of the weird ones. What was that? I don't even know. <laughs> Who knows? Hashtag Montana, the one with the M. <laughs> Hashtag Ude de Benson. <laughs> Hashtag don't start unless you can complete. Well, Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag the Kanye remix. Hashtag choice seat up in, this, in that joint. <laughs> Hashtag two hours of a tree growing. Hashtag shot in the ass with a sedative dart. <laughs> <laughs> Personal favorite Hashtag did your mom apply Nope God damn it <laughs> Stop uh, <laughs> Hashtag human mashed potatoes Hashtag the Vulcan, the Vulcan Death crap <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag circle Uranus Hashtag Jerry Garcia is dead to me. And then <laughs> hashtag 10 pounds of seed. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Cujo's cousin. <laughs> hashtag Beth screwed Jeff out of his half. <laughs> hashtag drunk on exhaustion. Oh. Hashtag Noah's Montana. Noah's Montana? You're like, it's Noah's M. Something with an M. Montana? Yeah, it's Montana. Noah's Montana. Uh, hashtag Odu Benson. Hashtag I can feel your words on my body. (laughs) (laughs) It's also a wonderland. Hashtag Sasquatch Pizza Boy. See, that feels like a classic right there is what that feels like. I don't know. Hashtag the Neptunium. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. Hashtag make your own batch. (laughs) It's it's the the glorp goop. (laughs) The glorp. The glorp. Okay, this is my favorite. 
Actually, no. These next two are my favorites. Hashtag legless fugitive girlfriend. <laughs> and then, and then, no, this is, this is it right here. Hashtag the now four foot woman. <laughs> I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. Uh, hash- I'm hanging up. And then hash- hashtag oh. 10 pounds of seed. I wonder if she sells Tupperware. <laughs> this is the body size Tupperware. And then hashtag Lord of the Dance well, remix. Half a body. All right, Michael, what do you have? <laughs> I've got Beth Moore in the distance, Choice Seed, uh, Sasquatch Pizza Boy, uh, Besides Used Panties, uh, a little bit of pickle in there. Um, what the fuck was that from? Oh, that's one of those things you ate. Uh, strawberry covered bird testicles. Technical astronaut, uh, human mashed potatoes, salty cake, homeless Airbnb. I think we should we should just nab that URL right now. Uh, for the redirected to our website. <laughs> the, gl- the glorp goop. Uh, here's my favorite. Uh, God's Limp Biscuit. Nope. 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 Backup noise. Nope. 10 pounds of seed. Uh, and another favorite, bury nuts in my yard. <laughs> I like legless fugitive girlfriend. That's, that's <laughs> no, I, come on. No, it was in I the fucking it. article. It was in the article. God damn. Come on. That's uh, <laughs> fine. the Neptunium. Uh, the Neptunium is pretty I good. I feel like uh, they should make that into a movie with Harrison Ford. The Neptunium. The Fugitive, Legless Fugitive Girlfriend. That's <laughs> the sequel. Part deuce. You got to make sure Tommy Lee Jones is in it, though. <sighs> How does she eat? Never mind. <laughs> Sit on the toilet. <laughs> they, they, they hide her in the luggage bin. Stop. <laughs> Stop. God damn it. Stop. Yes, exactly. Back. All right, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> Play the music, Michael. We, oh, we don't have a, let's we have a, do the Neptunium. No, I don't want to do that one. All right, then it's got to be Legless Fugitive Girlfriend. <laughs> Not Sa- Sasquatch Pizza Boy. Or 10 pounds of seed. <laughs> 10 pounds of seed. We all had 10 pounds of seed. Are we going to spell 10? Yeah, T-E-N. T-E-N. All right. yeah. 10 pounds of seed. <laughs> okay, well, all right. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media. And you probably haven't. Uh, with the hashtag, hashtag 10 pounds of seed. Um, time to germinate, friends. Uh, Twitter.com slash Bastards Podcast. Uh, at MJ Basinger. At Polly named Matt. At Brad named Jizzmuzzle. Um, at Brandon Andrews. At Brandon Andrews as well. Fuck that guy. He doesn't speak for me. Um. Uh, what are we doing? Where are we? Uh, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. 
Inglorious Pastors on Instagram. Um, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, ingloriouspastors.com. Also available on jizzmuzzle.com. Uh, support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to our spinoff podcasts. Um, buy us around even to help shape the content of this show. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Yeah. So, what are you guys doing tomorrow? Uh, I've got the day off, so Ooh, I'm on doing, standby. Doing some yard work, baby. Going Hooray! To, going to Crown Point. Okay. Install a duck and nice donut town, machine. Man. I like Crown Point. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. A little weird. <laughs> oh. You guys got more legless jokes? You got any more? I got plenty. <laughs> yeah, see, I got a lot, but that's not happening. This is, what Steve you Austin is not here. <laughs> Can we, so. we should do, do a pub crawl with just jokes. No. No, no I feel like we shouldn't. Um, I'm just going to ask you something about... Okay. I don't know. You got any dad jokes? You haven't told the dad joke lately. It's because they're shit. So no. <laughs> he doesn't. Did you hear Ace's joke of the week? A couple no, weeks ago. Or last week. Or no. Ace's joke of the day last week. What do you call a monkey in a minefield? What? Baboo. <laughs> That's fucking terrible, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get the fuck out of here with that. Five in a glass case of emotion. Brad is literally unplugging. No. He just unplugged his mic. No, I unplugged Matt's mic. Oh, well, thank God for that. Right. I'm the problem on the podcast. <laughs> do you understand? Not me. Wasn't me. <laughs> I haven't pushed the button. And my computer's in the bag, so yeah. it's not me. Nope. You gotta get your stuff on Twitter? No. Yeah. Of course. You did an hour and a half ago. Is the show over yet? No, because Andy Moore wrote the uh, longest outro in the history of outros. Andy Moore. At Andy Moore. What's his, what's his turd named Andy or something? I don't know. Tell him to write a shorter one. Etc. 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 You got some kick-ass shit. <laughs>